Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about waiting through 20 years of Tight Moon. I'm your host, Fen, and joining me is... Uh, I'm your co-host, Ben Enns. We're covering days 6 through 9 of the Unlimited Bladeworks route today. It was a real roller coaster for both of us. Uh, <laughs> but before we get into our thoughts on that, uh, today I'm drinking an iced coffee that's pretty good. Uh, I should have poured it over ice, but instead I'm drinking it straight out of the can. If I sound a little bit peppy, it's because you're in the intro than I usually do. It's because of this iced coffee. I'm drinking the same iced tea as normal. Fen, you are exhausted. That caffeine is the only thing keeping you running at this moment, right? I did not sleep well most of the days of this week. Um, and you didn't even finish the days that we needed to do for this podcast until oh half, half an hour, hour ago. Half yeah. an hour, yeah. Again, due to me not sleeping well uh-huh. this week, because I it would get to like I would get out of work, and then do the stuff I needed to do after work, and that would be nine, and I would be like, I'm gonna go to bed, <laughs> uh-huh. and then I would go to bed and be like, well, I'm still awake. This sucks. Mm-hmm. Just lay there for a while, and then you know get to bed at some point, and then restlessly sleep, and then, or I would get to sleep, and then my body at like. 6 a.m., like two hours before my alarm goes off, was like, ooh, hey, Fen, it's time to be up. And I'm like, nice. no, it's not. You need to catch up on sleep. Um, I stayed up a little late last night watching the one of the live streams for the Grand Order 7th anniversary uh, thing in Japan. Mm-hmm. That was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. Uh, I'm, try- I'm practicing Japanese by reading the comments, which... The comments for that were mostly uh, people saying the name of someone who just said something and then just www. <laughs> that was pretty That's funny. That's very funny. Um, did I say I should have I should have poured this over ice? I did not. You did, say and that, that was a mistake. Um, I poured my drink over ice. Then. Yeah, well, la da. Look I'm, at you, all fancy. I'm a fancy lad, fan. <laughs> Have you, Ben, been reading or watching anything recently that you want to talk about? <sighs> no. It's time for Yuri Tea Time. Yeah, it's Yuri Tea Time. I'm not, I don't know that I'm super jazzed about anything right now. Um, this is the, you need, you need to balance out. I, I bring a lot of things that I'm yes. like, okay, this is, this is here to, for me to dunk on it. And I feel like I need you to bring more things that you're just not enthused about so that, we we uh see fan out a little i'm a very cynical person by nature and i try and uh, intentionally counteract that by getting excited about things instead of just picking on them nonstop. when i don't do that we end up in the loop that we've been for this entire game where i'm just ragging on the game constantly i'm trying to do that less okay this episode is going to make it very hard for me to do that i think that the first three days are fine oh there's there's like a turn fan where i go from like you know what maybe unlimited blade works isn't so bad actually to just being mad at it but anyway speaking of things that take a turn that make me mad at it dungeon meshy or delicious in dungeon is a uh i don't know what to just how to describe it. it's like a cooking manga mm-hmm. it's a it's like a D fantasy adventure style like uh manga about a bunch of friends diving into a dungeon and uh 
eating the monsters on their way through and it does like cute little cooking scenes and all this stuff that sounds everyone's great. probably at least heard of this right mm-hmm. i feel like this is one of those like really talked about manga yeah, though the way the Dungeon Meshi was pitched pitched to me was like, oh, it's like a cute story about some some weirdos cooking monsters and going on adventures in a big dungeon, right? That sounds great. Yeah, I like that part a lot. Um the part that I found more interesting, I'm going to spoil like midpoint stuff for Dungeon Meshi and general like direction it goes, but not any of the specifics, right? Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Skip ahead if you don't want to hear that. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm spoiling anything that's that big. Mm-hmm. Anyway. The thing that I didn't know about Dungeon Meshi, that uh, the driving force of the story is that at the very beginning, the protagonist's sister gets eaten by a dragon. That sounds uh, fun. This is a D&D world, so you can resurrect people mm-hmm. up to a point. So they're trying to save her before she's fully digested. Hmm. Uh-huh. Now, the, like, stress of everyone who cares about this girl trying to, like, get through this dungeon, this, like, nightmare dungeon quickly uh, in time to save this girl is really fun. And what happens when they save the girl is really fun. Mm -hmm. But uh, after that, there is a point at which this story turns from being a story about a small group of friends and the things that happen to them and maybe the fate of the town that uh, makes its living off of this dungeon. All of that? Great. To being a story about the apocalypse and the end of the world and, like, uh, who's the chosen one and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, You hate to see it. I think the metaplot is interesting. It just got too broad. Mm -hmm. Like, way too suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty down on it as of the latest uh, issue that came out that I mm-hmm. read, or the latest volume. It's just too... I hate when stories blow up like that, you know what I mean? This is yeah. why I'm always talking about the like small scope of Tsukihime versus Fate Stay Night, and even Stay Night versus something like Grand Order, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Although, at least Grand Order has the decency to be about the state of the fate of the world from, episode, like, day one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's when something that starts out with intimate stakes turns into... Like, the whole subplot with the girl who uh, got eaten by the dragon, I guess it's still something they're thinking about, but it's definitely not the focus of the story anymore. Yeah. This is even Stay Night sometimes gestures at like it would be bad if this servant got the grail Mm -hmm. or this master got the grail. That Mm -hmm. would be have bad uh, stuff happen to the world. But I think Archer says as much. Yeah, but it is extremely abstract and like, yeah, sure. But really, it is a story about this one town and these like, you know, 15 characters or whatever, Mm -hmm. not a story about the world as a whole being threatened by this i feel like it's turning a little even in this route because of some stuff that's happening with gil but um it's still not that it's not as bad it's not as bad a turn yeah yeah um yeah yeah oh right yeah there is some stuff with gil in these days huh yeah we'll get to it um yeah i just yeah i like small stories i like under like relatable understandable stakes this is the thing is, is that this is honestly why I love a lot of um, uh, what what are the romance stuff? Mm-hmm. Is it is very small personal stakes. Drama, yeah. yeah, 
Anyway, uh, I brought... We have made an effort to keep your ET time to be a reasonable length. I have brought four things to to bang through as just like, hey, I read, watched this. It's it's fine. We were going to uh, talk about Land of the Lustrous this time, but Fen was like, I'm too tired to go into it in detail, and I want to go into it in detail, so we're just doing a bunch of random stuff. We might talk about Land of the Lustrous when Volume 12 comes out in mm. English. Um, okay. First, we finished Zeta Gundam. Uh, Great last couple, few episodes of Zeta Gundam. Oh, yeah. Like, the last four episodes We're not are... going to spoil this, but... No. Uh, also, who, I don't know who out there needs to be told to watch Zeta Gundam. <laughs> but, no, like, great I, great show. So the thing that I would say is watch OG Gundam. Don't watch Zeta. If if you're only going to watch one Gundam that we have watched so far, which is Just two, two. <laughs> uh, watch 0079. Yeah? Yeah. I think I'm probably higher on Zeta, I think, but I do Zeta, like Double Zeta has Zeta's finale rules. The it problem is is that there are 46 other episodes, Ben, some and like really some of those are really good. Most of them, for the first like 20 episodes, it wasn't until we got to like episode 20 or so, and I was like, oh, I sat back and was like, oh, I'm actually enjoying this. I was uh-huh. literally dreading watching this every week. You were week. considering dropping it. You were um, like, what if we just didn't do this? And I just stopped. Uh, and then we got to like some fun episodes and I was like, oh, I didn't realize how miserable I was. Uh-huh. Uh, and then it kind of dips again. In the, like There are some good episodes and it kind of dips and it's like fine for a while. And then the ending is just like so high. Oh, this rules. And it's like watching zeta retroactively made me like granbelm better uh-huh. more granbelm was already like one of my favorite shows but it made me like granbelm more because it's like oh you told the same story except that it's 12 episodes and each of those can advance the plot uh-huh. instead of uh oh whoops we have like there stuff happens characters get character development in uh-huh. uh throughout the series but it's like it really feels like we have four episodes for all of these characters to like get where they're going. Um, and we can't really change them that much before that point because, uh, it's a extremely episodic, like Saturday morning cartoon kind of show. <laughs> and like, we need to, uh, we need to have a fight every episode. If you, we need to have a fight every episode. And if you miss a couple of episodes, you need to be able to just hop back on. Yeah. Uh, you can't really and like yeah and then the ending is where it's like oh we can assume that you you have watched because we need to because we need a, a conclusion mm-hmm. um anyway um i'm gonna actually bring up grand Belm briefly later too so it's fun that you brought it up oh that's funny uh, yeah i had i was struck with a thought about it later hmm. on um hey if you if you've listened to this podcast and somehow not heard us implore you to go watch granville watch grand go watch granville <laughs> uh best to ever do it that's not true but it's very good it's very good um i also read yeah i also read detached relationship i think it's a detached relationship might be the full title um it was like fine i think my f- favorite part of it was honestly the the afterward for the ebook being like oh this sold really well as an ebook um and the characters 
uh, being like, oh, I wonder why that is. Oh, it's because it's too horny. No one wants to have this on their shelf. Uh. So they just bought it as an ebook. Or like, and then also the afterward that I love getting insight into um, like process, what it's like, what, what, how things work. Mm. And so it's like, it was fun seeing the author writing about like going to Yurihime and uh, talking to an editor there. Um, and being oh, like shit. being shocked that uh, that they were interested in an etchy thing and like and and then also the the extras having like Twitter comments that were like why is this in Yurihime which is very funny because Yurihime currently has like two porn series going uh-huh. going um, fascinating to, like, and so it's like oh right this exchange. was this was like yeah this was a couple of years ago and so it's like kind of a I guess a change in what you got was? a new editor who was like hey let's broaden our horizons or, around uh, or something like that it's certainly wild the, the the yeah yeah um it's like an interesting it is more interesting as a like uh yurihime changing direction than mm-hmm. it is as a work i think it's yeah. like as a work it's like fine there are some good moments but um it's not i don't know yeah again it was like fine um there's also a new yuri is my job uh volume came out in english mm-hmm. continues to be a very good series i have to I catch think, up uh i the first time i read it i was like oh this is like this is pretty good and then later when more volumes had come out i reread it from the beginning and was like oh no actually this is incredible <laughs> uh-huh uh this is very very good um there's i don't know that anyone ever says the word autistic but like no 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 god no um but she 100 percent reads that way yeah you're willing and, to do like any of that yeah and i think it's meant to mm-hmm. like not is not the story deals with her difficulties socializing and like she has a particular special interest in like yeah. working at this cafe. It's like the big thing she cares about. She has a hard time with like people not telling her what they mean and like expecting her to like get the gaps in the conversation. Yeah. You know, it is like all that stuff. There is expectations aren't something she really has an easy time getting. Yeah, I just mean like there is a version of that character you get like a little glimpses of, and it's like oh she's a little awkward, and it's like oh yeah I can read her as kind of on the spectrum uh-huh. and then there's like oh no this is a like yeah all of these things are pieces of her character that we are going to focus on mm-hmm. and call out and like yeah 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 it is it is uh i love her it's fun character it's, to relate to <laughs> she's a great character um and then also i just love it's a Yuri's, When's Yuri's the last my job time we talked about Yuri's our jo- is my job a while ago i want to give the pitch briefly okay Right, so we didn't do um, attached relationships pitch either, but it's not good enough to pitch. <laughs> um, pitch me yours, my job, quick. Yours, my job. Uh, okay. Um, a a cast of diverse characters, um, or diverse personalities, D- diverse weirdos, diverse weirdos work at a uh, cosplay cafe. Yeah, or or like theme cafe. I don't know what word you. They're, use, pl- but they're acting. They're play acting. Yes. It is like a maid cafe, except that um they're they're pretending that 
they are in a class s romance novel yeah uh and they're okay. at a they're at a german girls school is what they're pretending to well be. a japanese girls school uh uh in, not influenced inspired no 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 they're be they're being really? the german girls girls school there yeah yeah that's why they use the german word oh right right yeah okay they're speaking japanese but they use like sprinkle in german words because there's like a they're basing this whole cafe's theme on like a seminal work of like pre-yuri literature from uh germany which doesn't actually exist in our world Well, it would be from i guess yeah yeah um yeah uh, the setting is in is in germany okay um Catholics. yeah again like all of this could be set in japan but it's not yeah it's, okay it's, Jap- it's German. um yeah and so they all work in this cafe mm-hmm. and uh they have kind of so there are the pretend acting relationships that they have when they're in uh the salon is what they call it right mm-hmm. salon. Yeah. um and then they have real life relationships outside of the salon uh and the interplay of those two is fun to watch yeah you get like the um, great bit where like the lines between the two blur as they like get into arguments or discussions in the middle of like work, you know what I mean? Yeah. While the like peanut gallery of the like excitable Yuri loving uh, <laughs> people who've come to the business are like screaming in the background or like going like, "Hey, shit, is this real?" Yeah. There's there are moments of like uncomfortable realness, and then there's moments of oh. You two are hate each other outside of the salon, but in the salon have to play act this uh again like a class ass relationship. So it's like uh not explicitly not explicitly Yuri. Like, it like, is like, you know, Kohai Senpai Sisters. Uh, sisters. They, they use sisters. They're very close and you could definitely read it as Yuri uh-huh. or like as a romantic relationship, but it's not technically It's a fun like m- like mixed meta story, you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. And with a a a yeah, I really like all of the characters. Like mm-hmm. kind of the the main character at the start is just an awful girl uh who who is very selfish and is just like no i i just want a rich husband so that i can relax and not have to work a day in my life um mm-hmm. and then yeah and then uh this cafe etc and then yeah and then the story broadens out to like oh hey there are a bunch of characters at this cafe uh it's and- an ensemble cast rather than a harem yes because everyone yes. else has like there's two girls who are interested in the main girl but, and everyone else has their other stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, um, it's a great, great, show. great manga. Uh, I think it's getting a show. Getting an anime. I'm very excited to. I don't love how it. L- I don't love the promo images I've seen of the anime, See but it, like how it looks in action. I'll I'll watch it. Um, final shout out. I just want to say, how do we relationship? Uh, new volume of that also came out in English. I also need to read this. Oh, how do we relationship is incredible. <laughs> how long has it been since we talked about how do we relationship? Uh, a while. Um, so basic pitch. Uh, two girls meet up at college. They find out that they're both gay, and one of them says, "Well, how likely is it that you're going to run into someone else who's gay? Why don't we go out?" Um, it's not a good i Not a good starting point but i see how you get there yeah um and uh yeah they they get into a relationship and it is a lot about like hey uh relationships are messy and hard and 
uh, both of them, or one of them has an old love that that they kind of have to deal with, um, like a love from high school mm -hmm. that they haven't gotten over, and um, yeah, it's like the how do you has like weird hangups and difficulty connecting on an emotional level? Yeah, anything yeah. beyond physical. Uh huh. Um, yeah, and it's 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 a great exploration of. Uh, it's they're, about college kids. Yeah, they're in college. It's, they're like actually adults. It's still not like you know in their thirties or anything like that. But like they have adult problems. They're not in high school. They don't wear school uniforms. The thing I will say about Yuri is my job is that I think that they're technically high schoolers. <laughs> uh, some of them are not high schoolers. Uh, but uh, yeah, it that also feels like. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that these are high schoolers. Um, but yeah, how do we relationship being about college students is like, oh, this rules. Mm -hmm. It's so nice to to have college problems and not high school student yeah. problems. Um, yeah. Uh, how do we relationship continues to be uh, one of my favorite manga. Uh, mm -hmm. It's ongoing, which is like. I wish that more stuff. I I will talk about some other finished stuff that I've read uh, in future episodes. But uh, mm -hmm. how the relationship is is very 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 good. I'm I both want it to end so that I can recommend it and say like, hey, there are I don't know like eight or nine volumes of this. It's very good. Read it from beginning to end. Uh, but also, I really like those characters and and would love to see more of them. Mm -hmm. through that quick let's see if we can't continue that for the rest of this six i've got less than 10k words here faker i thought i had way less than 10k words but it's pretty close to 10k words ben's first note is is uh you're telling me this is some kind of nisei monogatari <laughs> which is uh that was very funny cheeky hot toothbrush scene no <laughs> Um. Okay. Can we just say that Shiro is having a dream? Yeah, it seems like Shiro in this case. Who's having these dreams kind of goes back and forth. Yeah, I think the this one I was a little unclear on, but uh, I think by, I ended up by the end Shiro. of the days that we have read for this episode. Um, it is clear that Shiro starts all of the dreams that he has with uh something about the thin connection to the the memories that he's mm -hmm. uh experiencing and uh rin does not mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right so shiro's having a dream um he's having a dream about a guy who made a bad deal and got nothing out of it <laughs> yep that sounds not ideal we're a dreamer. He's dreaming about a guy who hated to watch people suffer and tried to save everyone he could see. Mm -hmm. uh, he sucked at it. Or he was cl he was a clumsy dude who wasn't particularly heroic and just tried to do what he could. And people kind of judged him a lot because of the weird energy he put off. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
He managed to save a good number of people, but he could not save himself in the end. This was Archer. Yes. Real quick. Um, I think this dream really stresses that he only ever saved people that he could see. Yes. Which is like part of why he couldn't save himself, because it's hard to look at yourself. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, not... This is not Fate Route Shiro. Yes. Who's like, no, I'm going to save everyone all the time, mm-hmm. everywhere. This is someone who's like, no, I'm going to save the people right in front of me because mm-hmm. that is what is possible. <laughs> yes. Archer continued on trying to save people as best he could until there was a great disaster that was mm-hmm. be- far beyond his power to do anything about. He ended up making a contract with the world, with the Earth itself, the counterforce. To become a heroic spirit after death in exchange for power to prevent the disaster or help stop it or save people. So it's a little unclear at this point. Yeah. Um, I think things kind of went downhill after that, <laughs> generally, for him, which I don't think they were actually that good. He had friends and even a lover, which I'm curious who that was. Yeah. I don't know if we ever will learn that. I don't like either. officially. Will we ever learn who Archer is, Ben? Maybe yes. from that we will find out who his lover was. I don't uh, think we. I don't think we will. And then uh, Archer meets his end in that sword graveyard we've been seeing a bunch. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was satisfied, no regrets, and then presumably went on to become a heroic spirit. Whatever that means. Mm-hmm. It's bad to be a heroic spirit. We've heard. Yeah. Shiro wakes up. Uh, he doesn't really react to this dream. I'm not clear on it, wh- how much he remembers of it. Yeah. He has stronger reactions to future dreams. Well, he has strong reactions to whenever he sees a sword in a dream, not to anything else. He wakes up mad next day, doesn't he? I don't know. Uh, we don't get much uh, morning stuff. He like gets breakfast together, has tea with Saber, runs off. Um, Saber is being more lenient about him going to school on his own since uh, he has Rin now officially mm-hmm. as a partner, not as a. Uh, she's not going to shoot him <laughs> behind mm-hmm. the classroom anymore. He gets to school. Shiro spots Shinji and. Uh, oh, right. Ayako was assaulted. We found out about Ayako being assaulted the other day. Whoops. Or not assaulted, went missing. You remember that? Yeah. Shiro, to to his credit, immediately accuses Shinji of being the one to do it, mm-hmm. um, which is fair. Shinji gives like a big shit-eating grin and says, Nah, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Uh-huh. He says some gross stuff that sounds like he's implying she was sexually assaulted, too. Yeah. Um, Shinji sucks. <laughs> and Shiro's like, hey, man, are you spreading that like rumor around? What the fuck? And he's like, well... Maybe I am. It's gross. It's bad. Yeah. Um, I also love Shiro's bit of being like, wow, it's because Ayako is a girl, she can't handle this and more than boys can't. So I have to stop it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't remember reading it that way, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's just it's just whenever something bad happens to a girl, Shiro's like, Wow, it's especially bad because she's a girl and she's just a girl, even if she looks tough. Hmm. Uh, Shiro almost punches him (laughs) Shinji throws some threats and then class starts and Shiro is peer pressured into sitting down because everyone's sitting down honestly Shinji deserves it just 
She just deserves give a him a things. give him a good sock. Just pop him one. Shiro, um, after class, is like, okay, I can't just attack Shinji. I need evidence of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I hope he warns Rin about <laughs> about Shinji, but you know. After class, Shiro meets up with Rin, and uh, they're going around breaking uh, like reinforcement points for the bounded field for the mm-hmm. blood fort. They still don't know who's behind it. Um, Rin is, as always, very insistent that they'll never, they would never bother to activate the field until it's perfectly uh, ready to go. So yeah. they, she's hoping they can stall it indefinitely because why would anyone ever settle for less than perfect? <sighs> Oh, Rin. I love Rin. (laughs) So blinded by her own brilliance. Um, Shiro, instead of telling her about Shinji, asks some questions about identifying masters and etc, etc. She says that you can usually tell because the person would leak magical energy, especially if they're a master. Yeah. They, They have a hard time suppressing that. Especially for long periods of time. Yeah. I think the the I think she said something like this on the fate route, but we get an additional little piece that is like their connection to their servant kind of prevents them from completely closing uh, completely off. closing off their the way that a normal mage could walk around pretending that they're a normal human by like, mm-hmm. you know, doing something cool. Uh, masters can't really. Yeah. Some normal people also have enough magical energy that you can pick it up, but uh, so it can confuse you a little. Mm-hmm. But Shiro immediately is like, oh, that means Shinji isn't a master. Because Rin mm-hmm. would have noticed, for sure. Rin, known to never fuck up big time. <laughs> you know what they say, Ben? Pride comes before a big win. Uh-huh. That's, that's the Rin Tosaka guarantee. Um, Rin also says an interesting bit about how a mage can use a magical object to obfuscate their like relationship to their with their servant yeah this is must be what shinji's grimoire is doing mm. you know what i mean because mm-hmm. we we saw him with a weird book that had his command spells in it last time that was on the fate route right Without fate route yeah yeah so presumably that's part of why they can't mm-hmm. tell um they go around and break a bunch of these sigils they can't completely get rid of the bounded field still but they weakened it rin's like this master is going to retaliate tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I need to go buy some stuff in preparation. I have no idea. Rin keeps doing this where she goes to buy some stuff to prepare. And I never know what it is. Presumably she, gems. <laughs> but she can't load more gems quick enough. Yeah. And she only ever uses the gems that she's been loading. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she needs some like herbs or, you know, other stuff to do magic. Maybe. Inside. I wish we saw more of that. Yeah. Um, we get hints of it now and then. But yeah. Like, yeah. I wish we saw more of Rin doing spells. That... Like, it's another thing that leans into, like, the D&D aspect of this sometimes. Like, when we get into, like, the verbal component and casting speed mm-hmm. of certain spells. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you have other material requirements for spells? Mm-hmm. Yes, is the answer. But I wish... As much as I uh, often can't stand that stuff in D anD D, it's it's fun here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, she orders him to go home. She throws a she pouts about him being like, "Are you worried about me or something?" 
very Sindere stuff. Oh, Shiro asks how she's doing with Archer, and she she's, she looks like, oh, he's a huge loser. We're having so much fun together. <laughs> I've seen a, lo- a a good amount of fan art of like Rin and Archer doing girl sleepover activities together, like pillow fights and painting each other's nails and wearing like mud masks, uh-huh. and uh, that has predisposed me to really liking their dynamic. Yeah. Uh huh. There are. There are some characters that I can't, like, separate, or characters or dynamics that I can't separate from the fan art that I've seen. Yeah. And that is definitely one of them. Um, Like, Saria uh, Silence from Arknights is another one that is Uh like, oh, right, yeah, those two are ex-wives, and they, like, hang out sometimes. Uh Uh-huh. Wait. Saria. Oh, yeah. Saria Silence. I thought Shining for some reason. Um, Who's also gay because of fan art. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, some of that is in the game. Like, there's Uh a reason that people ship those. Yeah. Uh, Like, the same with Nightingale, Shining, uh, Nero. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, parts of that are in the game, but the fan art is, like, now an inextricable part of my experience. And so, same with, like, yes, every time Rin and Archer are off screen and it's night, it's like, oh yeah, they're like discussing boys together, yeah, they're or gossiping. like they're gossiping, they're doing each other's nails, they're uh, yeah. He's braiding her hair. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Shiro, she tells Shiro to go straight home. Shiro does not go straight home. He goes straight Shiro to archery range. Cannot go straight home. No. It is physically impossible for him to head directly home. Who meets him at the archery range? Shinji's here. I hate Shinji so much. Remember, uh-huh. remember the good old days when he was dead? Yeah. I Remember when Ilya just smooshed him? Yeah. With Berserker? Shout out. What a great scene. Um, Shinji's like, hey. Or Shiro's like, tries to brush him off. And Shinji's like, hey, I, the bounded field, I'm behind that. I, uh, you know, right? Like, I, I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't want to be coy anymore. Shiro's like... Damn it, I knew, but I wouldn't admit it to myself. I'm like, yeah, I know you have this weird desire to protect Shinji. <laughs> um, Shinji's doing the same thing as last time. He's like, I'm just a little guy. It's my birthday. Please mm-hmm. protect me from big, scary Rin. Although I think I think he says, I think it's different this time because he's like, no, 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 no. Don't worry. This is just an emergency me- measure. He says that last time, too. Does he? Yes. Okay. It's it's a big lie last time too. Uh huh. I just don't remember it. Yeah, he phrased it a little differently, okay. but like the same basic stru- structure is. I didn't intend for this to be a weapon. Yeah. I intended to protect myself from Rin. Okay. Because right, I knew that right. Rin would come after me if she knew. Yeah. Which really, really does not paint him in a good light because he's preemptively taking hostages. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, even if you need to defend yourself, you're still, like, holding a gun to the head of every single kid at school. Mm-hmm. Protect yourself from someone who hasn't even threatened you yet. Mm-hmm. Even, even if you take him at his word, it looks bad. Yes. Um, <laughs> Shiro is like, I see. I can trust Shinji. <sighs> <laughs> if Shinji says so, I should believe him, he says. That's a quote. 
Shiro confronts him about Ayako. Shinji claims that it was not his fault that Ryder acted out on her own because she's crazy and uncontrollable. Yeah, Shinji uh-huh. sucks. Yeah. He he also plays it as like, well, anyone who can actually control their servant is some kind of freak of nature like Rin. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Rin does a great job of controlling no. her servant. Uh, that That's like, I guess the most appealing way to say this, right? Like, yes, it's it happened because of me, but it wasn't my fault and I didn't want it to happen. Mm-hmm. But my servant goes out and attacks innocent people randomly outside of my control doesn't make you a very appealing hang. No. Shiro is willing to agree to a ceasefire. They won't attack each other. Mm-hmm. Shinji wants a full team up, but he's not getting it. Shiro asks about Sakura, and uh, Shinji goes on a spiel about how she's uh, a slow woman and nothing more than spare organs to him. Mm. Um, Yeah, and Shiro's like, nod, nod. Yeah, that's good to hear. (laughs) Uh, He tells Shinji to just go to the church. And Shinji's like, no. But also, I want Sakura back because I think you're holding her hostage. Mm-hmm. No, don't don't mind any of that shit I said about her being uh, spare organs. Um. Yeah, yeah. Shiro's like, yeah, okay. I don't see any problem with this. It certainly doesn't sound to me like you're gonna hold Sakura hostage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be fair to Shiro. It it would be way easier for them to to uh you know do stuff if she wasn't around because he doesn't have to hide stuff and also, I, again Lancer came to his house like he wants her to be safe. Uh huh. Uh huh. I don't know that she's safe, but he should get her a hotel room out of the city. Yeah. <laughs> he really wants her to be uh-huh. safe. Yeah. Um. Spoiler stuff. Yeah. Can't talk about any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shinji's like, okay, well, I'm, uh, it helps me out a lot that you're giving me Sakura back, which is suspicious to me. Mm-hmm. The way he says it is weird. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, by the way, don't tell Rin about any of this or I'm going to liquefy everyone at school. And then we got, uh, Shiro, this is, this is the best Shiro, Shiro being like, well, yeah, sure. But if Rin finds out on her own, that's not my fault. Yeah. Which is like a fun. Mm-hmm. Rin is gonna find out on her own. Yes. Don't worry. Shiro heads home. Um, this route, he doesn't do anything as wild as going into the Mauto house undefended. Yeah. Shiro gets home. Yeah. Sakura's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taiga is cooking. That. Hmm. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. But Taiga's a grown ass woman. She can probably cook once. Mm-hmm. We get a choice. Stop her from cooking. <laughs> go to check on Sakura or go to talk to Saber. Uh, my guide says talk to Sakura. Um, so I did all three choices ending on that. Mm-hmm. So what happens if we stop Taiga? This is... Uh, report, what's she making? Some might say the correct choice. So uh, Taiga claims to be making Kanitama, which is uh, like a crab omelet with egg. Yes. Or omelet, right. Omelet have egg. Yeah. Um uh a crab and egg dish. Yeah. Which I was going to make this morning because I was like, oh, I wonder how this tastes. 
uh could not find crab meat so unfortunately did not uh and um the recipe i was looking at says you can use uh imitation crab but unfortunately that has weed in it so couldn't make it but anyway uh but she's what she's doing is preparing okon okonomiyaki yeah which are like pancakes with with uh filling inside yeah they're like a cabbage pancake with topped with like uh sauce and sometimes meat or like cabbage kind of like crepes a little like you you like fold them up Uh um so it is enclosed by batter but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, i've had this before yeah I ate this at a stall, in J- a street stall in Japan once. These are two very different foods. They're very different foods. Um. Yeah, not even close. She is making rice for the yeah. eggs, which is a lot of carbs, I guess. You don't eat rice with Wheat. okonomiyaki. Yeah. You do okay. eat it with, with uh, kanitama, but again. Because there's no wheat in that. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's all protein. Uh-huh. Um, the, the horror that people react to having two different sources of carb in one meal is very funny to me. Because I, I eat plenty of, a lot of carbs in my meals and uh-huh. it doesn't bother me, but... I eat too many donuts for breakfast this morning. So right now you are horrified I... by carbs. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, sure, it was like... You're doing this terribly wrong. This is so funny because she's like, I knew it. She like leans <laughs> in. She gets very serious instead of being like a big baby for one. She's like, all right, I can't tell what I'm doing wrong here. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm doing all the steps right. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, no, she knows she's doing them wrong. She just doesn't know how she's doing them yeah, wrong. She knew that something was wrong. Uh, Shiro like starts telling her what to do and then like ends up making the food. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one fun bit is that uh, she Taiga says, "Ah, Shiro, you have dignity in the kitchen," and he's like, "That felt like an insult." Uh-huh. <laughs> Only in the kitchen, which is like, yes, yes, he does have dignity in the kitchen, uh-huh. but uh, it is very funny that she acknowledges that that that's mm-hmm. the only place that he belongs. Did you do the the rest of that scene? Did you see what the dinner was like? Because I didn't continue on to the actual. Oh, Ben. Yeah. There's so much more. I know how it goes bad. How does it go good? Um, Saber's just happy. And like, dinner's delicious. <laughs> You're like, Ben, it's the most important thing in the world. You see Saber smiling from two screens. <laughs> um, It is like, I think that you do get more stuff uh, with the other choices. But, um, or no. One sec. Let me pull up the flowchart. I, you should really just look at the flowchart so you can understand when when scenes are like. I get very tired every time I look at the flowchart, so I don't. That's fair. Um. Okay. Yeah. Uh. You get um. <laughs> uh. The the scene from stopping Fujine is uh before dinner assault stop the ono- okonomiyaki bowl <laughs> uh-huh. and then um after dinner training peaceful moment uh-huh um which is yeah you you uh uh everyone has a great dinner and then um saber is just happy in the dojo and like you have a nice uh or they have a nice um training like moment to train and uh yeah 
Mm-hmm. That's all. Uh, yeah, that's that's cute. The uh, the the alternative training scene is Tiger Dojo Extra Edition. <laughs> uh huh. If instead we decide to talk to Saber, Shiro asks what Tiger's making, and she's like, "Oh, Kanitama." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Okay." That seems like something even she can't fuck up and goes to talk to Saber. He tells uh, Saber everything about Rin, but nothing about Shinji, which, again, this strikes me as one of those moments where he's like, ah, Shinji told me not to tell anyone, but I don't think even Shinji thought he wouldn't tell Saber. Yeah. This happened last year, too, where Shinji was like, you didn't tell Saber? Uh Uh-huh. You didn't tell your servant? Um... Then he Saber's like, aren't you supposed to be making dinner? And he's like, well, no, Taiga's making it. And she's like, are you absolutely <laughs> certain that you should be letting Taiga make dinner? I love uh-huh. that even Saber knows that Taiga should not be trusted. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sakura. Well, wait, one sec, Ben. You did skip over Saber saying, I will blame you if dinner is not perfect. Yes. She considers it a broken oath. <laughs> Let's go check on Sakura. Yeah. We're worried about Sakura. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we had heard from Taiga in one of those scenes that someone called, uh, and, so Taiga le- and Sakura left when they called. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's go see Sakura. Sakura is very happy that Shiro was worried about her and came to see her. She hasn't heard from Shinji, which mm-hmm. is interesting. She was recalled by her grandfather. Hmm. There's hmm. no cell phones. Did Shinji call home and tell the grandpa to tell her to come back? Grandfather must have already wanted her to come back. Interesting. Um, <laughs> God. It is true that Shinji hasn't done anything to Sakura. Shinji's her brother and all. <sighs> Spare organs. <laughs> um, we, we get some fun, uh, th- this is a fun bit that a especially with it being voiced in that we get Sakura and Shiro's voice lines playing at the same time as both of them as Sakura's like I can't come over for a bit and Shiro's like uh you can't come over for a bit mm-hmm. yeah this scene uh, my my like Sakura face bias is starting to flare up I'm like ah Sakura's cute her sprites are cute I like Sakura even though nothing has happened with Sakura yet mm-hmm. for a long time mm-hmm I, it's a sickness. I do really like her one sprite that she, where she's kind of like doing this sad, slightly anxious smile. Mm-hmm. Like a worried smile. Yeah. It's uh-huh. nice. She's still... Yeah. Nothing she's still yet. pretty boring. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, no. It's just... I, I There are so many sock characters that look like Sakura who aren't boring in Fate stuff <laughs> going forward who I like a lot. So just yes. looking at her, I'm like, ah, yeah. I love this girl. Uh-huh. She tells him to visit the archery club sometimes until things calm down and she can come visit again. Uh, when he ret- when he returns, Saber gets mad at him for being out late. Uh, and then it's dinner time, and they have uh, okonomiyaki bowls. Mm-hmm. Shiro, this is hard to eat, <laughs> even for me, says a disappointed Saber. Uh, Saber has, uh... This is my Saber bias, yes. but Saber has incredible sprites. Um, this is a great scene of Saber just being like, Shiro, you really, 
you really screwed the pooch on this one. You really fucked up, Shiro, and she beats his ass for in training for like hours. Shiro does uh does bring up that she did ask for seconds. <laughs> Listen, just because it's hard to eat doesn't mean she's not gonna eat it. What if they use starvation tactics against her? She needs to be ready. Uh, yeah, Shiro's much more pleased. Uh, if if uh, Shiro helps with dinner, S- mm-hmm. Saber is much more pleased if Shiro helps with dinner. Mm-hmm. At night, Shiro appears to be having some sort of dream. Mm-hmm. There's a weird, like, kind of um, hard to listen to ringing noise playing, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we hear a voice calling out to him, and some untranslated text floating on the screen. It's oite oide, which is like come here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Shiro is not dreaming. He gets out of bed and starts marching through the town in the cold in his pajamas. Yep. They're, they're doing the creepy, like, blue filter nighttime thing that they do in all the Tsukihime backgrounds, and it's, it looks, it looks fantastic. Uh, yeah. I great. miss, like, the, like, hyper-saturated nighttime thing that Tsukihime does. Mm-hmm. Um... This creepy voice welcomes Shiro to the uh, Ryudo Temple. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> That's not a place you want to go at night. We're <laughs> during the day. I was about to say it's probably fine, and then I was like, "Oh right, we do know that Caster's here yeah. and Assassin." And... Shiro uh, is like, "Oh shit! If I cross the threshold of this temple, I'm gonna die." And he, like, half snaps himself out of it. The color of the background goes back to normal. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's because they just didn't want to filter the next background, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he still walks in, even though he's woken up. Mm-hmm. Caster taunts him a little bit. Um, he's We get some, like, stuff about how spells like this work. Like, you gotta, like, push your magical energy into someone's body to control it and, like... They can push it out with their own magical energy, but like if the spell is completed, they can't do that anymore, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Basically, she's he, Shiro should be immune to like hypnosis, like CL uses and Tsukime and stuff like that. It's magic. It's magic. It's magic. It's magic yes. hypnosis. Uh, it's just funny that Nasu keeps using the word hypnosis. Uh-huh, it means like, something totally different. Yeah. That has a that has a meaning. <laughs> So Shiro should be at least immune to that kind of stuff, but Castor has completely ensorcelled him. She's on a com- like an unimaginably different level mm-hmm. as a mage. I also don't know that Shiro is completely immune to to just basic magical hypnosis, but I think I think you have to use some pretty powerful spells to control even the weakest mage. That might be true. Is, is the or, thing I'm getting here? Y- yes, he could potentially resist it. Mm-hmm. I just. His magical resistance is not even close to, like, Rin, say. No, oh god. Yeah, Caster couldn't do this to Rin. Even Caster. I think Caster may have... Maybe not. Maybe Caster could, because she's a servant. Yes. But, uh, that's what I mean. Is The thing that's being said here is, even a mage far superior can't control a lesser mage. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is, again, this is a reiteration of Caster's magic is close to sorcery. Yes. Or true magic. Is true magic the... Source, they use both. Okay. I think. 
Or they use, this game uses they use, sorcery. Yes. I think they use magic a lot because they right, refer magecraft. to normal quote unquote yeah. magic as magecraft. Yeah. Yeah. Magecraft is anything that you could do through normal methods. Yeah. Magic is stuff that would be a miracle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um Shira's a little freaked out at the idea that Castor could probably possess any normal human in town at any moment mm-hmm. from the temple. Is what this looks like. Uh, she says she just wanted to chat because she's fascinated by what a like shit ass mage he is. <laughs> uh, she tells him about draining magic from the town, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and she wants to steal Shiro's command spells and use Saber to kill Berserker. That makes sense. She would have a hard time with Berserker. Yeah. Uh, she says that she's not going to kill him, but since uh, taking out his command spells by force involves carving out his like nervous system, he'll be left uh, in a brain dead coma. This is an interesting. Like I thought for a sec, I was like, "Well, can't you just like cut off the arm?" Mm-hmm. Apparently not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know. We got an interlude. Interlude six one unlimited blade works. Saber wakes up. We're mm-hmm. in third person following Saber. How's Saber doing? Uh she's not she feels uneasy. It's like, oh better go check on Shiro. Um and then uh sh- so she goes to his room and is like, hmm, not here. Must be in the shed. And then goes to the shed and is like, hmm, not here. Uh but there is an invisible thread. Uh that is uh there's a thread work i don't know why is the other end of the thread here uh but there is there's a fun sentence here that is like uh you know if if um something about like if we praise caster for for doing a thread like this we'd also have to praise saber for seeing it Mm. um yeah anyway yeah it's fascinating it's like I understand that a threat that a, a thread of magic was attached to Shiro, or maybe a literal thread enforced yeah. by magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but why is the other end here? It's like she like shot him with a tiny little crossbow, and now she he's like on a zip line moving towards her. <laughs> yeah, it must be the like after effects of the magic or something. She says she's following like, a thread. Yeah, Very funny. I don't know. It's just funny to me. Uh, Saber's like, okay, cool. I'm gonna follow this and and runs for the temple. Very slow cable car made of Shiro. <laughs> Uh, and hey, Kojiro's here. Ah, uh, assassin. assassin. Kojiro, what's his last name? Or his first name? Uh, Sasaki? Sasaki Kojiro, yeah. Is Sasaki. that right? That sounds right. Yes. Yes, Sasaki Kojiro. Kojiro. Okay. Um, they duel, and Saber's like, God damn it, why is there such a strong guy in my way? I like this bit where the, the narrator, like, elides the, the like, same introduction as last time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just gives us the basics of who he is in case you haven't seen this scene before. Uh, or, or need a reminder. Or you need a reminder, yeah. Uh, and that's the end of the interlude. <laughs> Back to Shiro and Caster. Caster is uh, grandstanding. She loves to grandstand. She's having mm-hmm. a great time. Um, she is about to use her finger of death to touch, uh, Shiro's command spells, and then a rain of arrows comes down, and he, she backs up. Mm-hmm. Archer is here. How did Archer get here? 
Archer, our Archer, not Gil Archer. Yeah. Um, I mean, presumably on his legs. Okay. Archer shoots his arrows. He cuts the thread that's controlling uh, Shiro. He says something about how women are always like this. Yeah. Um, I think he does say specifically caster, but... He he did this earlier when uh when they found out that she that her magic was also sterilizing every man. He was like classic female behavior. <laughs> that is fair. Um, Archer's like, aha, Caster and Assassin's Masters must have teamed up, and she starts laughing at him, and he takes it really badly. <laughs> he tries very hard to look cool, and when people make fun of him, he just crumples immediately. Yeah. Um, let's see. She says that Assassin does not have a master, and her master has made no deals with anyone. Uh, Archer calls her a rule breaker, and uh, she's like, I'm a mage, and I summoned a servant. It's not that big a deal. So, mm-hmm. uh, yes, Assassin is her servant. Yeah, which is not supposed to be possible. She's got a lot of extra magical energy. Yeah. Um, also, Archer is like, ah, this makes sense. You're a fake master, so you were able to summon a fake fictional character servant. Mm-hmm. Like Kojiro, which is fun. Uh, he see, he says something about there being a proper assassin who should have been summoned. Hmm. Did... Last route, did Kojiro say that he's tied to the land? He said he couldn't leave, but I don't think he okay. explained it totally. So that does explain a little bit of, like... Yeah, a servant should be able to go anywhere, but mm-hmm. he's kind of tied to the temple a little. Archer and his new theory is that Caster's master has completely lost control of her, uh, given that a master who already has a servant who's a stronger mage than them probably would not be too jazzed about them summoning unaccountable servants of their own. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So. Especially not someone like Caster who doesn't, it seems like doesn't really need a master because she can get all the magical energy she needs from the town. Yeah, it seems that way. Um, Archer then goes on to be like, well, pretty much everyone in this war has like ridiculous magic resistance, <laughs> so it must be really frustrating. <laughs> so that's why you're going through all these underhanded tactics and cheating and stuff. And she's like, I'm not, I'm cheating, yes. <laughs> But I have a future to think of. I think this war is already won. I'm just trying to set myself up good for what comes next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, yeah, she's like, I'm stronger than anyone besides maybe Saber and Berserker, which is like <laughs> two of the seven. That's a, that is a high percentage of the servants who are here. She says Archer can't even touch her. And he takes that as a challenge and says he's going to give it one go to hit her. Yeah. He cuts her in half with his swords immediately. Mm-hmm. And is like disappointing and i'm like archer you fucking idiot (laughs) that's the biggest fake out in the world uh shiro is breathlessly uh admiring archer's cool swords um he says something about how they are like uh these are swords that were made these are swords that are postmodern. you know they're swords about making swords the guy who made them only wanted to like comment on the making of swords not for any other purpose well so ben this is truly what makes archer archer uh-huh. is that these swords were mirror archery in that uh shiro's version of archery or like japanese archery in general is 
or from what the game has told us and from what I understand, uh, is more about yourself and like, you know, uh, uh, kind of conquering your own mind mm-hmm. as opposed to actually hitting a target. And what Shiro says is, ah, oh, yeah, these swords were, were, uh, are made to test the maker and for no other reason. Uh huh. Um, which is like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is why Archer's Archer, because uh-huh. he does, he does archery with his swords. <laughs> I'm making a face. Or, sorry, Shiro does it, yeah, normal swords are for killing and want to be the best at that. Mm-hmm. And these swords have no killing intent. Mm-hmm. They are purely to, yeah, Ben does not like this fine it's just it's fun that it's like oh right even summoning swords archer is an archer mm-hmm. archer disappointed that caster was so weak uh puts his swords away and then gets blasted with a bunch of beams <laughs> uh caster is flying with her cape turned into sick bat wings uh they're butterfly wings i get maybe a moth moth Sorry, this yeah. butterfly esque, but moth esque. They have the they have like a. They looked bat like at first, but then the like yeah. pattern comes up on them. That's very butterfly. And it looks like a like a you know butterflies. Uh, some butterflies have very bright coloring to say like yeah. I'm poisonous to predators. And yeah, like, it they even kind of look looks like... like a face. The pattern that shows up on it. Yeah, like uh, what are those butterflies that have faces on them? Oh God, I don't remember. It's a kind of butterfly. But moth like is Pokemon that's like that is too. probably Masquerain is like that. <laughs> Is probably correct because she is like in the sky at night, uh-huh. sort of, like more reminiscent of moth. Uh, I also really like her impractically long staff that uh-huh. she's got. That's very it's cool. It's so looking. big. Yeah, it's like twice her height. Uh huh. I love staves that are very, very long. Yeah, Archer is like, oh shit, she's doing like basically sorcery. Yeah. Here. Um, this is just something that I noticed immediately when this lit up that we can't really mention here, but look, I included a picture of Circe's wings, too. Uh-huh. That's fun. <laughs> She's probably the butterfly of the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Caster got funnels? <laughs> yeah. Caster got funnels. I forgot to say it during our Zeta Gundam segment. Cubely is the best suit by far Cubley's in Zeta. Good. Not just because of the funnels. Funnels are also cool, but like it's just a little bug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. got that big fat tail. It shoots funnels out of. Yeah, I like its big arm thing. It reminds me a lot of Grandbell Max. Yeah, the Grand in the best like way. is very similar to that kind of design. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Archer's running around. Caster's flying through the air, shooting beams. Um. Shiro makes a point of talking about the like how much how these spells should require at least a minute or thirty seconds to speak and cast. This yeah. is we've heard about her like high speed secret language casting that she's uh-huh. doing. <laughs> if you can cast in any language, could you just invent a language where like the everything is shorter to say and thus it is faster to cast? I don't think so. Because it is like specifically, yeah. This is uh like spell casting lengths are also uh one of my favorite parts of Scrapped Princess is like a family figured out that you can like pre-cast most of the spell, mm-hmm. and so that then you can you can just say a couple of words to release it. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. It's it's a fun like oh caster's doing sorcery, but mm-hmm. um or something close to sorcery. 
These spells are also all, every beam is an A rank attack, which should be able to hurt Berserker. Right? I think so. I think it's anything less than an A yeah. is bounces off. Uh, Archer's having a hard time escaping them all and is trying to deflect them as he runs. And then you notice... Shiro, Shiro is just standing there thinking about how long it should ca- take to cast. I know, he's <laughs> like, wow. I am really invested in like how fast her mouth is moving, I guess. <laughs> um, Archer runs towards Shiro and uh, grabs... <laughs> hoists him under his arm as if he is a 90 pound bag of rice or a baby hippopotamus <laughs> or anything else that weighs exactly 90 pounds sure it does not weigh 90 pounds no uh, I could not help it though uh, they uh, <laughs> insult each other childishly as they run I heard Baka like 30 times <laughs> in the span of one minute yeah this this really has the energy of uh two like seven year olds going no you're stupid uh-huh. no I said it first you're stupid <laughs> um Archer uh drop kicks Shiro to uh some distance and then is frozen in space by uh Caster's magic so she can finish him mm-hmm. he he turns black and white uh huh fun. Uh, oh yeah, this is where I wrote this down. Uh, Caster, this is why I wanted to bring up Granbelm. Caster mm-hmm. in this moment reminds me extremely of uh, Suisho uh, from Granbelm, the blue-haired girl. Yes, she's extremely Caster. That show is so much Madoka X Fate, you uh-huh. know what I mean? And like Madoka X Fate X Gundam. X Gundam, yes, of course, of course, of Gundam Zeta. Yeah, but like. She's got blue hair too. Uh huh. She has like oh, her. Uh, she's got a robe. Her mech also oh, wears right. a robe. Yeah. She does uh-huh. beam attacks like this uh-huh. exactly. She has a big long staff. She's absolutely. She even kind of acts like Caster sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's very like pointed, like pulling from. It's very good. It's very mm-hmm. cool. Oh yeah, and she, uh, Sui Shao also does a lot of like rule breaking and cheating and stuff mm-hmm. like that similar position in the story we sometimes uh i like I, that mac i like it in his first form yeah. when it's uh cloaked the uh-huh. drosola it's just a little guy yeah i like that it's doing jazz hands in the opening <laughs> with her um sometimes i am generally like in general um anti shonen battle scenes yeah Sometimes they are cool. Sometimes you get me, and I'm like, yeah. You know what is cool? Is Archer saying, hey, Caster, dodge, uh, and and breaking free of her space. And then uh, we get the, the reveal that he sor- threw his swords like boomerangs, like boomerangs. right before she froze him. Uh, they're about to chop her in half. For like, uh, for a full second when he yelled dodge, I was like, oh shit, uh, is Gil sneaking up behind her again? Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, no, it's just Archer doing stuff. Uh, they damage her cape, not much else. Mm-hmm. Archer draws his bow with the same modified Caldebug uh, that he was using before, the one hmm. that he destroyed. Hmm. He says, I am the bone of my sword <laughs> in English. <laughs> Oh. Hey Ben, that's from the opening of this game. Yes, yes, it's from that weird chant that opens that opens the game. Um, 
caster casts a spell, the but the arrow destroys it and like distorts space. And even though she teleports, she takes like damage from the spatial distortion as it passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets hit pretty bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, Archer did miss on purpose. Yeah, Archer had a chance to hit her, hit her, and did chose not to. Uh huh. Right. They go to talk to her, right? Yeah. This um, is so funny because like. What Caster did was kidnap, was successfully kidnapped the weakest person in this war. She could not have predicted it would have gone this poorly for her at her own temple. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and she's like, hey, uh, why'd you miss? And Archer's like, well, I did say that I was going to take one shot at you. Uh-huh, which he failed. Which he failed. So yeah. anything else is cheating in yeah. this book. Uh-huh. He's, he is pouting as he says this, though. Mm-hmm. Sundire, just like his master. <laughs> he says that he's similar to Shiro in that he doesn't want, he wants to avoid meaningless fights. He just want, didn't want Shiro to die here. Caster's like, "Oh, you two are alike. It's so cute." And they both start yelling at at her, saying that they're not alike. Actually, uh-huh. Archer just said that they're alike. Um, there's a funny bit where Archer's like, "I'm a pacifist," and Shiro's like, "You tried to sneak shot Saber." <laughs> Um, Caster is entertained by their back and forth bickering and it's like hey 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 what if I just kept both of you and Shiro's like no way you're doing evil things uh-huh. and Archer's like maybe yeah, Archer thinks about it a lot longer yeah she's like you can be my servant Archer and you can be my master Shiro uh-huh. that's what it seems like um Yeah. Archer says that if she's not strong enough to kill Berserker on her own, there's no point in teaming up with her. So he's going to stick with what he's got. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to kill her. And he walks off. Uh, he he know, he has realized that Rin is increasingly hesitant to kill anyone. Yeah. Or his confidence that Rin would kill someone when it came to it is being shaken. Yes. The more he, she's fine since she hangs out with Shiro. Mm-hmm. So he's hoping that Castor will off a few people and make her job easier. Yep. Shiro's like, hey, hey, really, though, Archer, couldn't. Can we go fight her more? Yeah, she like fades away into the temple. Yeah. And Archer's like, no, she'll just teleport away. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, he's like, we gotta kill her master if we wanna kill her. She's mm-hmm. gonna be. Even she can't stay indefinitely without a master. Which, Which, I'm not sure that's true. I'm not sure that's true. They argue about Caster's uh, energy draining. Um, Archer, Rin doesn't know, and he plans on keeping it from her. Because she will, Rin will immediately want to fight Caster, and he's yes. hoping to let Caster do shit. Uh, he's distracting her purposefully. Mm-hmm. Until Caster kills Berserker. Shiro's real grumpy about this. He also says, yeah, honestly, Caster, I wouldn't be mad if Caster killed everyone in town, because then we wouldn't have to do all the sneaking around. <laughs> Shiro gets real grumpy about this. Shiro throws a punch at him and misses, like, so, like, flatly. Uh-huh. Um, his thing, Archer's thing is, listen, the Grail could be a risk to the world at large. Mm-hmm. Big stakes all of a sudden. If everyone in town dies to prevent that, so be it. Yeah. That's not that bad. Thousands, tens of thousands of people. Yeah. 
Uh huh. Yeah, it's a it's a trolley problem. Except for Archer is trying to switch onto the track with more people so that he can get a speed boost. <laughs> uh huh. Um. Well, this is again the like uh, saber sacrificing individual towns to yeah, protect yeah. Uh-huh. more people. This is yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he does say to Shiro the correct thing that like if you try and save everyone, you end up you will end up not being able to save anyone right yes. i don't know if it's always correct but it's a pretty useful general principle mm-hmm. because if you're trying to save everyone you can't even fight the bad guy <laughs> yeah um let's see shiro's like hmm, i'm gonna go fight caster on my own then for some reason and he starts to go inside and um archer's like well now that I know that you hate me that much, I guess this works out. And he takes a swing at Shiro and, like, gores him. Like, slices his shoulder open. Great. Fatal wound for anyone who doesn't have a healing factor. Uh-huh. Oh, um, very fun. Archer just starts stalking after him. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and Archer has what is one of the best lines in this game so far. Farewell. Drown in your ideals and die. <laughs> I love Archer sometimes. What a fantastic line. Uh, Shiro has backed up to the stairs uh, of the temple, and Archer's about to kill him. And so he says that line, and Shiro is so mad at him for saying that that Shiro throws himself down the stairs <laughs> rather uh-huh. than get cut. Um, this seems dangerous. Like, yeah, he doesn't know the limits of his healing powers. Yeah, I've just... It's a I've, lot of stairs. I've it's watched... Like, it's the stairs from the... Uh, do you remember the stairs from the... What is it? Urusai, Urusai Yasura? You remember that one bit where they like just start panning up the stairs to the yes. temple and it just keeps going for like uh-huh. a minute? <laughs> um, uh, right. I've watched enough murder mysteries mm-hmm. like when I was a kid to know that uh, you can die real easily falling downstairs, mm-hmm. and yet Shiro just, like, pumps oh, himself. Yeah. Backwards, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Assassin's like, hey, we're cool, right? Like, I can tell that you're distracted. <laughs> yeah, like, Shiro rolls all the way down to Saber, and she's, like, picking him up, and he's like, rain check, rain check, bro, we'll take this fight well, at the time. I think the, the thing is, is that they're fighting at the top of the stairs. Uh-huh. Saber, or Shiro throws himself all the way down to the bottom of the stairs. I think it's a longer staircase than that. He might be on a landing or something. Okay. But he's definitely away from where they're fighting. Uh-huh. And Assassin's like, I can tell you're distracted. And, like, it's no it's no fun to beat up someone who's distracted. So why don't you go Why don't you go take care of your boy? Yeah. So she's lifting up Shiro when Archer comes down to kill them both if he uh-huh. has to. And Kojiro uh, gets in his way. Uh-huh. Like and a little his, bastard. Yeah, Kojiro's great. Like a little bastard, man. Yeah, he's <laughs> um, fun in this scene. Archer's like, what the hell are you doing? And Kojiro's like, well, one, I told I told Saber that she could go. And so I'm going to... Rude of you to try and stop her. Uh, and also, I protect this gate. And no one said I couldn't protect it from people coming out <laughs> yes. as well as going in. <laughs> uh-huh. He says something about how he let Archer past uh, to fuck to fuck with Caster a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, but now he's like, well, I got to protect it on the way out, too. No one <laughs> leaves the temple without permission. <laughs> Huge pain in the ass guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, he knows what he's about. Uh-huh. And it's being a pain in the ass. 
Yeah, that's exactly why Caster summoned him. Uh-huh. Um, honestly, though, he's a bad matchup for Archer. Is he? Archer can use ranged attacks. Oh, right. Yeah. Archer does not... Really I, prefers to use swords, I but... forgot that Archer can use ranged attacks. <laughs> he put all of his points into swords, Ben. Uh-huh. It's not my fault. He has a bow. He can also use his swords as boomerangs. Yeah. So, Shiro, uh, wounded, stares at Archer fighting for a little while and is like, he's so cool. His swords are so cool. The notable thing is that he senses that Ar- Archer has no natural talent for fighting and mm-hmm. that he's just trained a lot. Yeah. And so his fighting style feels achievable in a way that none of the, like, supernatural super fighters like Saber and Kojiro's fighting style see- feels. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, like Saber, he can't even see her move, basically. I don't know that Chiro has watched Kojiro fight much. Um, but because like, Kojiro is also just like, oh, yeah, he just trained one technique over and over true. again. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, it's definitely like, the oh. The thing is that you can't see Kojiro moving, even. Yeah. Archer is clumsy enough that you can see him move. Yeah. Yeah. If Shiro was trained closer to where Archer was, he could probably look at Kojiro and be like, that's achievable to me. Mm-hmm. But, like, Saber, Saber and Berserker are both monsters when it yes. comes to fighting. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Uh, Saber carries Shiro away like a baby hippopotamus. Or, uh, I think Saber, uh, Princess carries him all the way home. Uh-huh. Uh, I would not Princess carry a baby hippopotamus. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's cute that... Uh, Maybe... Physically, the closer that they are, the faster Shiro heals. Continues to be cute, yeah. Um, so Shiro's convinced about Rin's theory about it, like, being healing from Saber. Mm-hmm. Kind of is in a roundabout sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, Shiro and Saber get home and Shiro starts gossiping. It's like, mm-hmm. that boy, he's so mean to me. Saber thinks it's very funny how mad he is about Archer. And she's like, I don't think Archer's a bad guy. Um, He doesn't take this well. He's like, yeah, of course he's a bad guy. And he's like, he says something about Archer being ex- expired yogurt compared to uh, Saber's <laughs> cool fighting style. Oh, that's very funny. Um, Saber also is like, like hammers home this point of being like you know you could be as strong as archer someday if you trained mm-hmm. and she was like That's okay kind of a backhanded thing at uh archer maybe yeah but it's also like okay then train me in fighting don't just train me to survive and she's like yeah totally okay mm-hmm. that's the end of day six February 6th, uh, 7, Ghost Waltz. One word. Ghost Waltz. Ghost Waltz, one word. Day titles, day titles, uh, day titles. Yeah. There's another one coming up that I, I, I couldn't help. I like wrapped all the way around. I was like, this is so funny. It's good again. Chiro is dreaming about the sword graveyard. Um, He realizes he's dreaming. He's like, okay, okay, it's time for me to wake up. And then his arm starts to hurt. What's going on with his arm? Uh, it's healing, Ben. Is it and, healing? 
Uh, Is that what's happening to it? Well, it's being torn apart from the inside also. Yeah, we get a shot of the like gnashing sword teeth uh, covered in blood that mm-hmm. we got from whenever his healing mm-hmm. factor went wrong before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wakes up screaming as the, as it tears his arm to pieces. Oof. But he's fine. Yeah. It was just a dream. Probably. Probably mm-hmm. nothing bad about that. Yeah. He's like, I should ask Rin about that. <laughs> Uh, morning stuff is, um, short. He sees Taiga off. He goes to train with Saber for a little bit. He's way better instantly. Yeah. Saber's like, well, your body is already, like, very talented at fighting. Or, or, uh, like, completely ready to be good at fighting. You just need to learn techniques. And you can learn those in, like, an afternoon. And then you're a great fighter. (laughs) This is how learning fighting works. Yes. I mean, like, yes, a lot of it is, like, training, like, just building muscle and mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um she is mad at him for cheating on her with archer's fighting style it's so funny how grumpy she she's gets. really mad about this it's like saber you said yourself that you're a terrible teacher and cannot show him techniques so you really can't blame him for this what's he gonna learn hit with the force of a truck <laughs> <laughs> um it is also really she wind Ben, it is also really funny that uh, Shiro's like, hey, Saber, you're not doing... Are you, like, feeling under the weather? Why Why am I able to, like, dodge stuff and, like, not get knocked out over and over again? Taiga is mad. Shiro hears that Taiga is mad. He doesn't hasn't actually mm-hmm. heard from her yet. Well, Shiro goes to school. Late. He didn't say that. Yes. He goes late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He misses, like, the first two periods or something. Yeah. He bumps into Kuzuki, the teacher, briefly. Um, nothing happens with that. Uh, Shinji greets him. He's very friendly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he seems to be in a good mood. Sure is even a little creeped out by how friendly yeah. Shinji's being. This is a very funny Shiro bit, though, because Shiro just, like... <laughs> Shiro insults him, like, three different ways without realizing it, and Shinji's getting increasingly mad about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, what's what's Shinji's problem? He just can't help it. Um. Uh, cut to later on, Shiro's figuring out what to do for lunch, when the boys, the boys in the class start gossiping about Rin being weird in the hallway. She's circling the classroom like a vulture and keeps peeking inside. The boys, Ben, are cracking open a cold one and <laughs> sitting in the classroom and gossiping. I love these boys. <laughs> they don't get sprites. They, well, they do get names, I think. I didn't write their names down, but they're fan- their voice, they're fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, do you want to read this? <laughs> it seems like the person she's waiting for isn't noticing her, rather than not being here yet. It's like she hit a birthday present for someone and she's really pissed now because that person hasn't noticed it, even after a year. These, This one guy keeps, like, nailing exactly the kind of thing that's happening in this very funny uh-huh. way. His, his friend keeps being like, whoa, man, that's creepy. Yeah. You're, so, you're good at this. Someone else is like, that's a weirdly specific anecdote. <laughs> uh, and then says, were you a general in a past life? <laughs> Which is a really funny, like, leap uh-huh. to make. Uh-huh. Great guy. Uh, we have three choices. Give up and go out to see her, hide from her, or pretend that it's not. it has nothing to do with us. The last two give us basically the same scene. Yeah, pretty much. Um, um, it is a funny, it is a fairly funny scene. Yeah. Shiro just starts eating lunch in the classroom, and the boys are like, oh shit, she left. 
oh, she's coming back. She's coming back. Oh, wait, no. They tell, they give an anecdote about the time she almost jumped off the roof to avoid a boy. And then the other one's like, no, 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 no. What happened was she made a boy stand on the ledge of the roof with her for a full day. <laughs> and he almost fell off. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh-huh. It's like this bit about how she, like, didn't like him, so she tried to see if under duress she could fall in love with him, and then he almost died, and then he uh-huh. didn't come to school the next day. <laughs> um, this is exactly what's happening to with Rin this route, is she's building a relationship with Shiro under duress that will not, that can't last. Uh-huh. This is a bad way to start a relationship, right? Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Rin returns with an eerie calm, uh, and Shiro nervously peeks out and gets nailed uh, with an eraser so hard he does a flip out of his chair. Was that a magic eraser board? She fired that with magical energy. He does a flip. Yes. What I mean is, I think he magically flips. What do you mean? I don't think it's a normal, like... I guess it you think depends she turned on... him upside down? Yes. I think she just hit him in the head. Because his head hurts. His No, she also hit him in the head. It just the the uh it makes it sound like he like magically inverted. <laughs> I don't think I don't think she could do that. Okay. But uh it is very funny. The what the kids are like, was that was that ninjutsu? <laughs> <laughs> was that ninja shit? Can you teach us that? This is what I mean is a an eraser hitting you in the head can't make you flip over i mean it can make you flip out of your chair as if you were shot with something much bigger if it has enough force behind it i don't think i don't think she can teleport someone upside down they make it sound like shiro was teleported upside down (laughs) okay but he was still in his chair he was just upside down i don't know if i think it's just a gag but i know i'm just Okay. I love you. You you complain about me fighting me on everything, and then I say something, and you're like, I don't know, fan. Not this one. Not this one, fan. Uh, Rin reloads another eraser. Uh, that's what she went to her classroom to go get, by the oh. way. <laughs> to shoot at him. It's very funny. Uh, and he goes out to meet with her, and she scolds him, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Hiding is exactly the same. I think the the only difference is um, if you pretend or if Shiro pretends not to know, uh, he's like, no idea who she's here for. Yeah. And if you hide, uh, Shiro's like, I know who she's here for. I should not go out there. Uh, she looks mad. I should make her madder. Shiro surrenders to his fate and goes out there and then she gets very bashful immediately and he's like, why are you? Why is she acting like a normal schoolgirl? It's because she's a schoolgirl in love, Ben. Um, let's see. She pretends she wasn't waiting for him. Ben. What? He asks if she needs lunch money. It's a very funny bit where she's like, she's like, it's not like I was waiting for you or anything. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go eat with Issei then. And she's like, you're, you're, I'm, you're trying to make me say it. And he's like. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Did you forget your lunch money? <laughs> I can't share my lunch. I didn't bring enough lunch to share, but I can give you some money. And she's like, you couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> she's like yelling in the hallway and everyone in the every student around freezes and then like erases the moment from their memory to protect the like uh, image yeah. of her as like a classy upstanding girl. There's a very good moment of like, 
Ah, uh, yes. The past uh, 15 seconds did not happen for anyone in that hall because they all think that Rin is the school idol. Uh-huh. I'm sure I was like, I wish I could go back to that. <laughs> he wants to go back to three days ago <laughs> before he found out she was a mage. Uh-huh. So she's like, uh, yeah, I want to eat together. And he's like, oh, a strategy meeting. And she's like, sure. Yeah, whatever. Let's go. I, I've got a great place. And uh, they go up to the roof and it's freezing. <laughs> sure, I was like, this would be a great place if it was not winter. <laughs> he's like, oh, man, it's cold. She doesn't say anything. He's like, man, it's cold. And she's like, suck it up. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this line where they're sitting there. He's like, the person next to me is a girl I admired, even though she is my ally now. <laughs> this is what I'm always saying about the people that I date. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm your ally. Uh-huh. You've become my ally. Um, She stares at him for most of it, and then they eventually start talking. She feels bad about Archer trying to murder him last night. Also, she wasted another command spell, ordering him not to hurt Shiro until... Specifically until they're done dealing with... um, their, As long as they're cooperating. You know what I mean? This... Rin is using command spells like they're going out of style. Yeah, she has one left. You only get three. She says that he's acting erratically, so she's left him at home, too. Mm-hmm. This isn't a good sign. No. He considered abandoning her last night. Yeah. She only has one command spell left. Yeah. That's a broad order. Don't kill Shiro. To be fair, we did see in the, in the like, intro that, um... She's weirdly good at enforcing broad orders with him. Yeah, but, like, but... he wouldn't need to be at the top of his game to kill Shiro. No. All that that order did was make him weaker. Yeah. I guess if they're stacked, he'd be a lot weaker. But, like, a particularly aggressive cat could kill Shiro. I don't know that that's true. That's true. He does He does have the weird, like, shonen protagonist death sense. Yeah, he certainly does. Um, Archer's explanation uh, he admitted it straight out as soon as she, because he as soon as she asked basically he's not good at lying he's like listen Shiro's not a threat to us Saber is Shiro could get mind controlled any number of things could happen I just wanted to kill him before it turned into a problem <laughs> Shiro's like I really can't say shit about that that all makes sense to me uh huh he and tells like hey it wasn't your fault yeah yeah he tells her not to worry about it so much Bell rings. He's like, oh, we better go. And she's like, just hang out with me a little longer, okay? Yeah. She wants to hang out. Okay. This is the closest they're getting to a date. Mm-hmm. Rin orders him to run and get them coffee before uh, the break ends. So he has to run through the entire school, get coffee, and make it back without getting caught. Um, yeah. In five minutes. Yeah. Uh, Without running out of time and getting caught going up to the roof again. Yes. They talk about Kiritsugu's training for a while, and she talks about magic crests and how they're transferred. Uh, Apparently, it's an extremely painful process that they spread out over a long time of engraving it into your body. Yeah. And also, you have to drink a lot of bitter herbs and ground bone concoctions. Yeah, I think she says something about, like, a... a fully grown human um, would reject a magic crest, uh-huh. and so they have to—they kind of have to do it from birth, 
a uh, little bit at a time because it's painful and then also uh like drink medicines to stop your body from rejecting it so presumably my, my new theory on how this works is that um they are copying it yeah into the next person yeah they're not actually removing it from one person to the other or transferring it at any point. They make a, they like split it into a copy somehow. Yeah. That is also interesting though, because presumably. They said that it's a living thing and you can't copy it. But I'm just, I'm so curious how Rin's dad dies in the war. She has the crest too. There's yeah. no loss of power. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it must be at death if the crest activates or. Yeah. Gets that would make sense you know what i mean like she because, has a container for it and it transfers to her yeah because presumably also like the research that a mage does after their kid is born you'd still want the crest yeah, to get all of that presumably yeah or you're like wasting you know 30 years of yeah research and stuff which yeah um which is also that is another piece of this that doesn't really make a ton of sense yeah. is like does everyone die at like 30 because <laughs> like otherwise how would you go to school when even if it's college um like when i was in college uh-huh like 18 so my parents were like i think my parents were you know maybe 50 if they were old when when i was born mm -hmm. uh do mages in college just mostly not have magic crests? Because the way Rin talked about it, that is what makes you a mage. Yeah. Because like, it has to if be you're, inserted at birth. Well, but if your parents are still alive, then it's not she, active. If yet. it came, if they put it in her at birth, then, yeah, you must be able to use part of it. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. This is, this is more like quibbling with stuff, but uh, I like quibbling a little bit. I couldn't tell. Oh, be quiet. Um, it's just it's fun to think about how uh, the physics of this works, even yeah. if it doesn't all line up. Yeah. It is like thematically it works as a thing. Yeah. And then Nasu tries to delve into exactly how it works. And it's like, oh, no, this is all breaking down. It's, it's a very Nasu thing to sometimes give you like hard numbers on how a thing works and sometimes be like, well, yeah, it's like it's your nervous system. And also it's kind of a metaphor and it just sort of happens. Yeah. Don't worry about it too much. Uh-huh. Chiro is like, this all sounds awful. And Rin's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, your family has forced their, like, grim legacy onto you. And she's like, I don't think that's true. I'm I'm loving the grim legacy of my family. <laughs> this is the, like, as we talked about it during the prologue, I think. This is like Shiro saying, uh, turning to the camera and saying, this feels an awful lot like one of the major themes of this game. <laughs> Uh-huh. And Rin going, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Almost as if, if you're in the system, it's really hard to see how it's impacting you. <laughs> it's so funny. She's like, I'm doing this because I want to. And you just said that it started at birth. <laughs> yep. You've been heavily indoctrinated. You tell Shiro about this. Uh-huh. Um, she says that he, his training, which is uh, a very dangerous, like, his, like, very dangerous magic circuit training that he does mm -hmm. is way worse than hers because even though mages are are like risking their life every time they do magic she never fucks up at anything so she, her life is never actually in danger because she's so talented <laughs> so it's way harder it's on him so fun he's like wow she really said that out loud 
They talk about each other's powers or their own powers. Shiro talks about strengthening uh, the only thing he can do, he says. Rin's power, she refers to it as conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, this is transferring magical energy into objects. And she says something where she, she implies that she can store objects inside gems, too, hmm. which is harder and less efficient. But that sounds cool. Uh, she says, so yeah, she talks about transferring, uh, magical energy and she can also cast all the popular spells, which is very funny. And she can do a bounded field the size of a classroom. Which we saw. Yeah. She pulls out a small translucent crystal that for some reason reminds Shiro of a kaleidoscope, uh, Mm. while explaining her, her, uh, ability to store magical energy. Mm -hmm. She says something about old gems, which... Most gems are pretty old, I think. Yeah. Not all of them, but a lot of them are. Yeah. Typically, you dig them out of the ground. Yeah. Anyway, those have nature spirits in them, which make them better for casting spells. But the gem is destroyed when it's done. Is she ki- killing nature spirits as a part of this? Or do they I don't just know go if, away? I think they just go away. They find a new home. Um, I also So she's destroying the homes of nature spirits. I think what she means is that gems in the ground... Mm-hmm. Those aren't good homes. You gotta, like, take it out of the ground and uh, do whatever you do to, like, make it a pretty shape. Whatever that's called. Huh. Carving? Yeah. Maybe? Probably. Um, it's like things with history. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, hey, what about the Matos? Oh, yeah. She's also, she explains that she's perpetually broke because of this. Her whole yeah. family is. Of all mage families, they probably have the least like money, like liquid money at uh-huh. any point because they have to invest so much into gems. Which is so funny. Yes. The Mautos. What's up with the Mautos? Uh, they lost magic com- or have been losing, have been declining for a while, but actually completely lost magic in the most recent most recent or second father. most recent the father was the end of the line uh was the last mage shinji's father shinji's father uh rin does know that shinji is a master but she's like eh, it's fine he doesn't have any talent rin yeah um, Sh- shira's like oh yeah yeah you're right wait when the fuck did you figure that out <laughs> um Oh, and Rin is like, there is another master at the school yeah. that I'm worried about. Not- Aside from Shinji. Yeah. She's like, I'm sensing something else. Uh-huh. Shinji has no essence of yeah. uh, being a master, no presence. But I'm sensing that there's another master in the school somewhere. And Shiro's like, wait, one sec. How did you figure this out? He doesn't have the presence of a master. Yeah. Uh, and and she's like, oh, ha ha ha. He told me himself. Yeah. He did the same thing that he did to Shiro. Shinji, like, tried to get her to team up with him. Uh, there's this great bit. She does her, like, complete dumbass, like, uh, clueless face and is like, well, he asked me a bunch of times and then I said I already got a man and I don't need him pretty much. Uh-huh. And he seemed really mad, but it's not a big deal. I complained uh, last route at some point about how I didn't think that it made sense that Rin wouldn't know that Shinji was like interested in her you Mm -hmm. know what i mean because he asked her out a bunch of times Mm -hmm. and rin is just the stupidest fucking person (laughs) in the world 
She's very smart she's about the things that she is smart about. This is fucking dangerous ass dude who is a stalker who is clearly after her <laughs> with a servant. She's insulted him like a bunch of different times and now has told him that she's fucking someone else and is like, and I'm sure he's not going to react to that at all. Yeah. <laughs> Rin loves to tell the Mato family that she's fucking Shiro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she did this to Sakura last route. Yep. Uh. So I Yeah. What? Shiro's like, okay, okay. One sec. Are you gonna ignore him even with the blood fort? And Rin uh is like Oh, it's a very funny. Like what? Oh, 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 shit! Yeah, she knew Shinji was a master. She uh -huh. knew that the blood fort was made by a servant, not a master. So the strength of the master doesn't matter. Yep. For some reason, she didn't make the leap to it being Shinji. Uh huh. She always fucks it up at the last second. And then uh, we get a fun like the the screen falls off. Yeah. In yeah, pieces. this is like glitch like effect, like this like panels of the screen start to crumble, and then like everything's covered in like a glitchy red filter. Yep. Uh yeah, the, she's like, oh no, what if he and then it happens. <laughs> yep. Blood fort time, baby. Hell yeah. Will you love to see the blood fort Andromeda? What? That's what it's called. Oh. That's the full title. Oh. It's, a, it's listed as Riders NP. Huh. Uh, They're gonna go find Shinji. Phrase. Yeah. Uh, everyone's already unconscious in the school. Uh, there's a sprite here of Rin being kind of confused and scared that looks exactly like either a Hisui or an Akiha sprite to me. I can't mm. remember which. I really just gotta compare them. Um, we get a choice. Search for Shinji or call for Saber first. These are mostly the same. Yeah, my guide um. said call saber there's no bad end and they yeah. felt kind of like inconsequential if so. you search for shinji uh it goes slightly differently it's just uh if you search for shinji uh tosaka's like hey we should probably bring our servants here yeah um and if you call for saber then rin likes you better because she didn't have to Be or rin likes shiro better because she didn't have to poke shiro to to call saber yeah Rin is also willing to waste a com uh, her last command spell here, which... That uh, seems like a bad idea. Seems like a terrible idea, given how little control she has over Archer already. Um, but I do get she feels responsible for this, yes. not realizing. Uh -huh. And Rin loves to feel responsible for things that are not really her fault. Uh -huh. And she was like, hey, don't worry about it. You had to burn one last night. I'll, I'll get this one. <laughs> you can get the next round. Oh. Uh -huh. Saber appears from midair and uh, says that there's a servant here on the fourth floor. Rin says that the blood fort is on the first floor, that mm -hmm. is coming from the first floor. So they're like, some kind of, we're being set up for some kind of trap. Mm -hmm. Shiro's like, Shinji must be on the first floor. Ryder must be up here. Saber, you go fight Ryder. We'll go down to the first floor to fight Shinji together. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so funny. Shiro smashes a desk and picks up the legs to use as twin swords. Uh, Real quick, Ben. Yes. Pretty sure that Shiro tore those off of a metal desk. Yes, yes, he did. How? <laughs> I don't know, Ben. 
Uh, it is very funny to see Rin be like, oh my god, you're destroying school property after she like <laughs> Gatling gunned her way down the fourth, third, and second floor. <laughs> yeah, like yesterday, uh-huh. the day before. Yeah, it is. That's it's a great bit. How did there were bullet holes in the wall? How did that not come up? It must have been like fixed somehow. Kotamine in like painter's overalls with spackle <laughs> all night. <laughs> painter's overalls over the robe. So yeah. All just like messily tucked <laughs> in. Uh, okay. So Shiro's dual wielding strength into chair legs. Mm hmm. He's picked up dual wielding from Archer. It's very yeah. funny. Can't stop thinking about those swords, Ben. Uh huh. The, the boys, boys are back, are back in town! town! It's Caster's uh, Skeleton Boys. Love these guys. One sec, why is Caster's Skeleton Boys here? Um, I mean, like, probably because she's here. That seems bad. Yeah. <laughs> that seems bad. They don't They don't know that these are Caster's Boys, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, they don't on this route. On this route, no. Shiro does some uh, archer moves to smash his way through a bunch of bone boys. Rin seems flustered and helpless for a while. Mm-hmm. But eventually she gets her act together and just smokes the rest of them. Sounded like she needed to, like, cast a spell or something. Yeah. Uh, she says something about using a topaz, which she doesn't usually do. Mm. It seems that she, instead of destroying them, she forcibly released the spell that created them. Mm-hmm. Which isn't her style. She just likes to break things normally. Mm-hmm. They head to the first floor classroom. The people in that room are nearly dead. <laughs> yeah. there's. They a... look like corpses. There's some, like body horror of like skin sloughing off yeah, of people uh-huh. and it seems gross yeah yeah it was happening to some people upstairs probably the weakest yeah. in terms of magical energy but like these people rin thinks they're dead mm-hmm. Except shinji's here shinji's here how's he doing uh it is his birthday and he is just a little guy he says this is not his fault yeah how's Ryder doing She's, well, okay. The game says that she's dead, and then she actually dies a little bit later. So she's like, you know, 30 seconds away from dead. Her head was cut off. Yeah. Or not even cut off, smashed off. Something happened to her throat to destroy it. I think, yeah, her throat was slashed. It it looks like someone put a jack in there and ripped off the meat and bone by crushing it. Ugh. That's Ooh. a really gross sentence. Yeah. What kind of weapon does that? It almost That's sounds like question. it was exploded from the inside. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Ryder is somehow still alive while headless, but is dying. Like, yeah. no saving her. And then dematerializes and... Uh, the blood fort goes. Blood fort goes away. That's nice. Those people don't get that magical energy back. Just kind of goes. No, yeah. Um, Rin is like, hey, Shinji. Hey Shinji. Hey Shinji. I'm gonna kill you unless you tell me who did this. Uh huh. Shinji is like, it wasn't my fault. I didn't see anything and makes a run for it. Rin starts to break down and uh, Shiro steps in very manly to cool, calm her down. Um, he's like, no. Don't worry, Rin. I know you know a lot more about medical stuff than me because that's what your role is in a lot of this, but I'm the one who notices that everyone's still alive. Don't worry. Yeah. To be fair to Shiro, 
he does say a line about being used to looking at corpses. Yes. And she's like, what? This is, this is, yes, I do like this bit because uh-huh. it is Rin being like, oh, right, I'm a mage. I'm supposed to be used to situations like this, mm-hmm. but I care too much about all of these people to like calm down and process what I should do. She really should have done a couple practice murders before the Korea War. Yeah. She really needed to warm up. Before yeah. This. I'm sure she could find someone who deserved it, like a politician or something. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the church would get mad at her for killing and a politician, but not like a homeless person. Yeah. It's probably yeah. their uh, uh-huh. politics, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, we get the we get the fun bit of Shiro saying, "I'm used to looking at dead bodies," Very and Ring going, "What are you talking about?" Uh huh. He will not expound on that. Um, yeah, she doesn't know about the fire. Yeah, She's involved we in fire, we get a flash of the fire background and like, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> they, they debate. They, Shiro's like, "So should we call the like ambulance or should we call the church?" And she's like, "Kodamine will handle it." Uh-huh. Kotamine showing up in a nurse costume <laughs> in an amb- in like a church ambulance. Uh. Kotamine in disguises is like an endlessly funny idea to me. Uh-huh. So You know he takes off the nurse's outfit and he's wearing the sexiest lingerie <laughs> you've ever seen. You, you can see the garters uh-huh. in the skirt. Um you- you ask him, is that skirt long enough? And he's like, oh, it is not short enough. <laughs> he just pulls it up a little. <laughs> oh, Kotamune. He's daddy to someone. We had people say that. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay, so. They call Kotamine. They meet up with Saber. She says she killed a killed Caster, but it was clearly not real. Mm-hmm. Uh, her bone boys are gone. I, presumably, they evaporate to dust or something. So there's mm-hmm. not a whole bunch of rowdy, pointy skeletons lying in the hallways. That's a bummer. Uh, they decide to book it since it looks like they skipped school. No one saw them mm-hmm. until the blood fort started. So mm-hmm. uh, they don't want to be the only ones not hurt after yeah. that. Uh huh. This is. I don't think they did this last route. I th- I think that they were just around. Uh, but Kotamine told them to get. They must have left. They must. I think they left last after. Route. Yeah. But yeah, Kotamine is like, hey, get the fuck out of there. We just seems didn't... that Caster killed Ryder. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They think that she may have immobilized her and then killed her before uh, she could do anything. Mm hmm. It also makes it seem that Caster's master is the one who's at school. Mm-hmm. 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 Rin is impressed with Kishiro being calm under pressure and disappointed in herself. Uh, Ryder is dead again, and we've never learned her name yet. We'll find out next route. It would be very funny if we never found out Ryder's name. Check out the DLC, Ryder's Day Out. <laughs> That would be very funny if we never found out uh-huh. her name. Any servant. If there's one servant that you just never get the name for, it'd be uh-huh. very funny. Yeah. As they're leaving, Archer shows up and gets into a, like, a playful bickering with Rin. Um, He talks a lot of shit about Ryder. He's like, how can she call herself a hero if she died without taking anyone down with her? 
Ryder never called herself a hero. I'm pretty sure they called her a vengeful ghost last route. <laughs> yeah, but she is a heroic spirit. I think she's an anti-hero. Sure, but... <laughs> Not in that sense, even. The way that they use anti-hero in Fate means evil bastard. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't actually mean, but still good. Uh-huh. I guess it can be. Saber oh. is like, hey... She was protecting her master. She was like, hey, man, why don't you fuck off? Saber. <laughs> Saber, Saber, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Rin yeah. is like, ladies, ladies, don't have to have this argument here. It is very funny for Saber to have been taunting Shiro last night about how worked up he gets about Archer. And then three seconds together, <laughs> she's also about to lose it. Yep. She might not miss that punch. Archer just brings out the worst in everyone around him. <laughs> uh, Archer apologizes, not for saying it, but for getting caught up in making fun of Saber. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he says something like, I just, it's too much fun to tease Saber. <laughs> Rin's got a new plan. Uh, much like her other plans, it's elegant and simple. It's go to school tomorrow and kill Caster's master. Sounds great. <laughs> um... Archer's, like, Caster's master is definitely being puppeted. And maybe even her, uh, his, his or her memory is being erased to cover up the fact that they're a master at all. Mm-hmm. 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 Archer, then, Archer responds, uh, could just be a dumbass. Looks at Shiro. Looks at Shiro. Saber, not looking at Shiro. Yeah, could definitely just be a dumbass. <laughs> And not know that Castro's doing evil shit. Yeah, yeah. The the bit of Saber agreeing with yeah. Archer about their master teeth, master yeah. being a being an idiot is really funny. Rin tells Shiro to go home and rest, and he's like, "No, I'm doing okay." And she like whispers, "Like, hey, Archer's acting really fucking weird. I want to get him away from you." Uh huh. Um, and so they split up. Shiro tells Saber he's going to make a big early dinner, which I'm sure she's happy about. Mm -hmm. After dinner, Rin calls the house. Pretty much everyone's fine. People who are in the epicenter of the blood fort, the first floor, will be in the hospital for a while. Everyone else has anemia. Based on the descriptions that we got, I don't know how they're going to be in the hospital for a bit. Some of melted off. Yeah. They're permanently, if not dead, permanently disfigured. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rin kind of just blows through it. I wonder if Kotamine just kind of mushed yeah. their faces back on. I wonder if that... That is something that Kotamine is good at. <laughs> is this like... I just like the idea of Kotamine showing up and being like, this is the seventh one since I took over the church. Like, uh -huh. come on, y'all. Do something else. Uh -huh. Just to someone who's like putting their face back on like, if you just had more willpower, this would not have happened <laughs> to you. Uh, let's say. Um... Yeah, Tyga, Tyga. why the fuck wouldn't they close the school for at least a day? Yeah, that's wild to me. That's the wildest part of this. Uh -huh. It's like they like look around and like eh, we don't really know what happened. Anyway, school tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, whoa. In direct contrast to last route, Tyga unharmed. Yes, this Shiro, Shinji was so distracted by his servant getting ripped apart in front of him that he didn't have time to kick Tyga around. Uh huh. Uh, um, he must have kicked her really hard because she's fine. He must have really fucked her up. I also got the, I think that the, the blood fort originated wherever, uh, 
uh, uh, Shinji was and Ryder, mm. really wherever Ryder was. And so, Archery he... Club. Was it an archery club last time? Oh, right. Shiro thought that the epicenter, like, he sensed something in the archery club. Yeah. Must have been where. I just, Taiga was also, like, at the epicenter last yeah. time. Not, you know, wherever she was. But, uh-huh. um, yeah. but yeah, there's an emergency staff meeting, and that's where she is. Uh, um, Saber wants to curl up at the foot of Shiro's bed like a dog. Having Saber sleep in the same room as me is telling me to die. <laughs> that's a very harsh way of saying that, Shiro. The, sometimes I I read stuff about high schoolers and I'm like, yeah, this is like still kind of relatable, even though I'm almost 30. And sometimes I'm like, get over yourself. It's just a boob. It's, it's fine. You know, you can look at all sorts of boobs. Shiro didn't have the internet. Oh. Shiro doesn't know you could just look at boobs whenever you want. Uh-huh. That's the same problem that Denji has. That's why he's like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um... It's like, I like I like boobs as much as the next girl, but like I'm I just, wearing a shirt that proclaims that I like nice fucking titties. Yeah, um, it's it's just very funny to to see Shiro and like this was also last route, but it's the like oh no I can't even be near her when she's sleeping or like I'll go out of my mind. It's the bit even where he, when she's sleeping in the room next to him and he hears her breathing and he's like oh oh. oh. <laughs> I'm getting ASMR chills over here. <laughs> There's a funny bit where, like, for some reason, Shiro is uh, imagining what Saber is going to say about Caster. And he imagines Caster, her calling Caster a heretic, which <laughs> I guess he can smell the Catholic on her. <laughs> very funny. It's very funny to remember sometimes that uh, Saber is Catholic. Uh-huh. Arcoid and her would not get along very well. No. Could they bond over food? Arkweed likes food fine, but she's not that into it. Yeah. Do you think Saber would judge how Arkweed eats french fries? I don't think Saber judges how anyone eats food. She's too busy uh-huh. eating food herself. That's fair. That's fair. I still... I get The vibe I get is I don't think they would get along very well, but maybe I'm wrong. No, I think they would... I don't know that they'd be particularly, like, mm. hard to deal with, but... Would Saber get along with CL? Hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. I th- maybe. Hmm. Yeah, because they are food motivated. They're both dogs. Mm. I guess Saber's a lion, but what? Saber is a lion. They're both lazy and uh-huh. uh and like food a lot. They sleep in. They yeah. like to sleep in. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I feel like Saber would be a bad influence on CL. Mm. CL would start CL showing needs up. a bad influence. Start showing up a couple of periods late. And... I guess CL needs a medium or a small to medium bad influence because she's already had a really bad influence. Uh-huh. <gasps> oh, jeez. Okay, okay. Saber agrees to the side room. She's like, okay, fine. I want to sleep in your lap, but I will t- I'll accept the next room over separated only by like oh to Tommy like wall. Uh, yeah. What is those made of? That's bamboo. Rice paper. Rice paper. That's only rice paper? I believe so. Jesus. That's terrifying. What? Just having someone that close to you. 
Anyway. You're giving me a weird look. Um, we sleep in the same bed sometimes. It's something about having a wall that you could just like put your hand through is very stressful to me. Mm. Uh, after tr- they do some training, Shiro thinks about the blood fort and he's like, Rin is afraid of death and killing. This seems mm-hmm. true. Yep. She's really just not ready for it. This is, yep. the, this is the thing. She just is underprepared. She assumed she would handle it fine when it came to it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and he, he also talks about her... Yeah, he me. notices the bit where uh, she pretends to be a mage, but can't really be a proper mage. <laughs> she cares too much. She could be a proper mage if she was willing to erase, like, herself. Yeah. If she was willing to lose the human side of herself, but she's yeah. too... She's stuck on clinging to the human side right now. Mm-hmm. Rin would be an excellent mage if she would let that go. Yep. Mm -hmm. this comes down to like her wanting to be friends with people her wanting to have relationships the fact that she was willing to make a bet about getting a boyfriend you know what i mean it also is stuff like her her arrogance even like prevents her from being on top of things enough to be a really great mage Mm -hmm. lots of mages are arrogant but you're better if you're not yes February 7th. Oh eight. my god, and I'm not ready. I'm not back. One sec. Interval level one. This is a terrible name, but we had this one last route. Yeah. Okay. I have to take a drink of water. You start. Um, okay. Shiro is dreaming through uh, again because we get a a bit about like a thin connection to um the memories that he's dreaming about um we get a a background that looks like Camelan yeah it's the same but, from the battle of Camelan but he's definitely talking about archer still definitely talking about archer and there's no saber here no saber <laughs> um That's archer as a hero made everyone uncomfortable <laughs> cuz uh he didn't say why he was doing any of this, I think. Um, is the thing is like, uh, yeah, um, they also just didn't get because he never asked for anything in return, he never like gave any reason why he was doing things, he was doing it entirely for self satisfaction. So people thought he was creepy, yeah. Um, we we get a fun or the note I have written down is like, uh, there's a really fun bit about like oh he needed a he needed a marketable reason to be a hero yes uh and because he didn't have one everyone was like you're gross and weird like go away yeah um no one trusted him Mm -hmm. uh he was killed by people who saw him as a nuisance Uh uh-huh and then uh yeah he died with no regrets in a sword graveyard Uh uh-huh Shiro wakes up, goes to make breakfast. Mm-hmm. This is this next joke is probably the hardest I've laughed at a Taiga bit. Uh-huh. Uh, just the image of Taiga, who just was in some kind of disaster that nearly killed a whole bunch of people, goes to the hospital, and the triaging doctor is like, oh, you're fine. Why don't you donate some blood? <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that she's here complaining about it is just so funny to me. The way that she talks about it is like a stand-up bit. Yeah. She's like, and so I was at the hospital. 
And this doctor walks up to me, and you know what he says? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so they chat a little bit about how the students are doing. Kaika gets serious for five seconds to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And then Shira suddenly asks her if anyone at the school is connected to the Ryudo Temple. She's and like, she's like, uh, Issei? Your friend? <laughs> and Shira's like, I don't want it to be him. He's also smacking his forehead a little bit in like, oh, right. Uh, yeah, of course. Like, that's who she'd say. Um, He gets ready for school. Saber warns him to be very careful, especially since he has one command spell. That's going to make this very hard. Okay, I'm going to try not to hit. Rin is uh, the maddest we've ever seen her. Angriest we've ever seen her. Uh, when Shiro gets to school. Is she? She's been pretty mad. I guess. But Shiro's like, okay, I can't avoid her because she's literally in the middle of everything. Uh-huh. I'm, I just have to go talk to her. What's she think? She's like, okay, Issei is the master. Let's jump him. Let's jump him. Um, This is, vi- we get another funny bit about like, uh, Rin is yelling in the middle of the crowd of students going to school, and everyone's image of, of her being the perfect idol is breaking down a uh-huh. little more. Yeah, he like grabs her and pulls her away to someplace more secluded. Which She's like, "Are also you?" Running? Seems like it's gonna cause some gossip. Well, yeah. Uh, Rin is like, "Are you running away?" And he's like, "No, we just have to get you out of here because everyone is staring at us." Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, "I I don't think it's Issei." Uh, and, uh, and Rin is like, ah, and, um, Shiro's like, okay, I'll, I'll test Issei and make sure that he's not a master. And Rin is like, "Mm, okay, fine. She's like, like, you're not just going to ask him, right? You're not just going to ask him if he's a master. And Shiro's like, I have a plan. We, yes, we do get a good bit of Rin being like, you're not just going to ask him, right? Uh, if that was your plan, uh, we're going to dissolve our, our, uh, cooperation agreement right now, and I will kill you. <laughs> Shiro goes to eat lunch with Issei later on that day. Mm-hmm. Chats about the, uh, accident yesterday. Yep. And then, uh, he puts it off to the very end, and then he's like, Issei, I need to talk to you about something. Issei's response is, I don't have any money. <laughs> Please don't ask me for money. Um, Fen, what exactly does Shiro ask Issei to do? Um, Issei, don't ask questions and just take your top off. (laughs) We had Kate on this, uh, this podcast a couple times, and Kate was a real Issei Shiro shipper, and this is, this is the scene, I guess. This makes it. This is like, uh... He's flustered, like, oh my god, blushing sprite is very funny. Uh Uh-huh, it's really cute. Um... He says, like, what are you talking about? I told um, you to take your uniform off. Take your shirt off as well. It's not any good unless you're naked. Shiro <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> gets him to do it. Shiro gets the clothes off him. Yeah. This is the funniest bit is Issei goes along with it. And then it cuts to uh, them getting dressed again. And Issei's like, you didn't even do anything. Shiro <laughs> uh, checks for a command spell. Um, and Sh- and Shiro says out loud, "Okay, you're like you're all good." Um, and, <laughs> and he says, "Like, what's so good? What's with you doing all of this for nothing?" That implies he was expecting something. He was going along with it for something. <laughs> uh, 
Ashiro ends up uh, moves on immediately, uh, trying to ask some leading questions about the temple. Ben, real quick, you yeah. did skip uh, your your musing about Shiki asking Arahiko to ship, and Arahiko just like down to his boxers in no time flat. I wrote panties, but <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um, Shiro asks about the temple. He says, like, well, everything's totally normal except for the suspicious woman who lives at the temple now. Mm-hmm. And Shiro's like, okay, that's either Caster or Caster's master. Should I, ask, should we get a choice, ask or drop it? Asking is a bad end. Yeah. Our first bad end of the day. Yeah. Ben. Of, well, of this episode. Of this episode. Well, it is, we will record over the course of one day. So. Yeah. Want to go do that? Yeah, let's. Tiger Dojo 18. Well, we're not there yet. Shiro is like, okay, okay. I'm sure Caster is covered her tracks, and this is a pointless question. But tell me about this mysterious woman. And Issei's like, well, she looks a little evil, but she's a good person at heart, and I like her a lot. <laughs> and he makes the same face, the embarrassed, <laughs> flustered face that he made when Shiro came on to him. Uh-huh. When, when Shiro asks about her. Shiro's like, do you, have, do you have a thing for this girl? And he's like, I would never try, like, go after my older brother Soichiro's uh, girl. Mm-hmm. Which, we've heard that name before, but we'll, we'll wait have a bit. Have we? Yes. It is, it is introduction. Okay. Uh, and he's like, no, I would never go after her. She's, she's my brother's girl anyway, and stabs Shiro. Then we get a, a fun sprite of Issei with red eyes. Uh-huh. Um, like... Not just pupils, pupils, uh-huh. irises. Not just irises red, but like red and black. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks deeply evil. Um, yeah, and he starts rattling off like recorded dialogue from Caster being like, I set a trap in a bunch of people to uh-huh. kill whoever asks about me, etc., etc. And mm-hmm. uh, anyway, Issei kills himself and Shiro dies. Yep. Very abrupt. Very silly. <laughs> why? Why does this... You know what I mean? Yeah. This seems like this seems like a recipe for Issei killing someone in public and like mm-hmm. drawing a lot of attention to the temple. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's. I feel like they have a quota for how many bad ends they want. Yeah. And they just sort of put a or like how often they want a bad end, and sometimes they just got to put one in. Much as the, much in the way that there are each scenes, the bad ends feel like a requirement of the genre. Yes. Uh, Tiger Dojo 18. Tiger Dojo 18. Ilya appears shouting Gynex bomb, but censored. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Taiga says, Death Goth Mokkos. Which I don't really know. The, I, I googled Mokkos and I found a thing about a Japanese meme about a really ugly uh, Xenosaga uh, figurine that people thought huh. was haunted. But I don't think the timeline lines up mm. for it. But that's the only thing I could find that it could be a reference to. If anyone knows what this is a reference to, or if I'm right about it being the evil god Mokkos creepy figurine, aww, let me know. Well, yeah, I guess it must be a Gynax thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like a show of, yeah. Is it? Because nothing came up when I googled it, but maybe I just wasn't googling the right thing. I mean, like, I, it is going I to be... I didn't put much work into it. I got really distracted by that figurine. She had weird eyes. Part of the thing is, it is going to be, like... 
uh, a reference to something Gainax, but slightly off-brand, which is going to make it impossible to Google unless you already know what the real thing is. Yeah. yeah. So if anyone knows, yeah, I'd love to know. Uh, Ilya thinks it's hilarious how stupid this bad end was. <laughs> Um, they have a three-second silence for Issei, who deceased for who was deceased we, for this bad act. A like a curtain of black descends over the screen uh-huh. for a couple of seconds and then raises again. Ilya explains that everyone from Ryudo Temple has been implanted with an artificial command spell that turns them into a killing machine if they break one of Caster's three like precepts. Mm-hmm. Or if anyone around them does that. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's being explained here nowhere else makes me think it's never going to come up again. It was wholly invented for this bad end. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but... No. The, I'm not. I'm a hundred... I'm not a hundred percent sure, but the, yeah, as you said, the way that it is like, if they are explaining lore in a bad end, it means that it's not going to come yeah, up anywhere else. it means nothing. What's an artificial command spell? Because someone invented a command spell. That's a good question. Referring to all cars after the first car invented as artificial cars. Um, um, Ilya says that Caster is weak, sly, and cowardly, but not actually evil. That's very funny. And Taiga calls her out on this, uh, saying, uh, you're weirdly defensive of Caster? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Ilya is defensive of the fact that Caster uses magic to bind people to her will. Something uh-huh. she's never done. Uh-huh. Well, then, uh, Tiger Dojos exist outside of the root structure, and so uh, Taiga knows that Ilya did this a bunch before. Taiga whaps her with her sword, wooden sword, uh, and Ilya's like, why do I always lose to the sword? And Taiga's like, well, there's no magic allowed here, so you'd have to bring a gun. <laughs> or a lion. <laughs> or a lion. This seems like foreshadowing. Remember, Taiga's supposed that's, to die in a few. That's um, a reference to... Um, I guess we have seen both Rin, of them. It's Rin riding a lion, right? Rin on a lion, and there is a tank at some point, isn't there? Yeah. Oh no, they turned Shiro into the Doom Guy tank or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but we do know that Tiger's supposed to die in a couple more uh, Tiger Dojos. They did say that last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Taiga says that Ilya's being well-behaved this route, and Ilya's like, yeah, I'm being so well-behaved that I'm gonna help out by killing a heroine. <laughs> and, uh, Taiga's like, how is that helping? There's this great shot of Taiga making this, like, freaked-out face while a close-up of Ilya smiling is on screen. Uh-huh. And, uh, that's the end of the dojo. Cool, cool. Scary child. Uh-huh, creepy one. So... Cut back to asking about Caster. Or not Or Caster's as, master, whoever Not does. asking as the case may be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, was like, uh, I don't want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's Issei change the subject. Issei mentions that Shinji and Sakura are both absent, and Shiro is worried that Shinji may have done something to Sakura after losing Ryder. Yep. Hey, Ben. Uh-oh. Interlude. 8-1. Unlimited Blade Works. Shinji... Which we know based on the voice actor, basically. Yeah. And then, like, s- soon after, someone actually says his name. Uh, is at the church. Yeah, he bursts in, yelling. Not during a service, I guess, luckily. Uh-huh. Um, what kind... How do you think... I'm so curious what a Kotamine sermon is like. Oh, nightmarish. <laughs> <laughs> or do you think Kotamine is, in fact, good enough at playing the role 
He's per- uh, perfectly good sermon. Yeah. He's very charismatic. I bet you could say anything if he yeah. would eat it up. Uh-huh. Kotamine could start a cult, but he doesn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Too much work. Too mm-hmm. much paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, is like, hey, Shinji, you dropping out? And Shinji's like, what the fuck else do you think I'm going to do? And he's like, well, you're the only person ever to drop out. <laughs> um, that's That's wild. Okay. Kind of disappointed in yourself, huh? Shinji's like, no, 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 no. It's not my fault. Ryder, that piece of shit, was just a bad servant. If I had a better servant, I would be riding high right now. He he makes a comment like, he says something to the effect of, this is all you all's fault? As if, like, the church is the one that, that assigns servants? Yeah, he'd happily, he'll blame anyone. He, yeah. he's, he's like... It's not my fault I got Ryder. Someone else's fault I got Ryder. And mm-hmm. then she's bad. And, like, Ryder's not even bad. Part of the reason Ryder's having such a hard fucking time is because she's got Shinji as a master. Yep. Um, He says that Ryder was only useful as a woman, which sounds disgusting. Uh... I don't want to think about that. Uh, and now Kotamine perks up and is like, so you're saying you would still love to be killing people? If you just happen to have a different servant. Uh-huh. Is, I've got one on ice. <laughs> uh, if you're still willing to go, I, I you can get going. You've got all your command spells. That's the end of the interlude. Yep. Oh, real quick. I um, kind of hoped that this scene was going to be Kotamine being like, come on down to the basement and killing Shinji. <laughs> we would just get a second thing of Shinji dying off screen. On screen? Uh, that's fair but i guess like, away, away from, from the main characters yes. uh the the title of this scene ben mm-hmm. another blessing for this loser <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad that nasu uh has no sympathy for shinji yeah i think it is it is probably more like oh shinji lost and then gets another like chance mm-hmm. but it's very funny to read that as like this this freaking guy <laughs> it's like the way that he's written at every opportunity shows shinji to be a like craven little freak with mm-hmm. no redeeming qualities whatsoever yes. you know what i mean uh-huh. i'm sure nasu probably has some sympathy for him as someone who's like struggling and uh, a bad person because of the situation he's in or mm-hmm. whatever but nasu knows that that doesn't excuse his actions yes or that's what it seems like. Okay. And we're back to Shiro. Back to Shiro. School's over. We get three choices. Go check on Sakura, talk to Rin, or cook meat for Saber. Um, so, we, yeah. These are somewhat different. Yeah. Or talk to Rin is basically skip to a later scene. Yeah. Or um, one version of this. Two versions have the uh, cook meat for Saber and talk to Rin are both have the talk to Rin scene yes. in them. Chuck on Sakura leads something different. Yes. My guide said to go ta- end on Saber. Let's see. Is that the best affection? I feel like it's One not. Sec. Um, I don't think it is. Uh, I have a theory that the Zerb, the guy who wrote the Zerblade guide, is his name Zerblade? Maybe. Uh, just doesn't like Rin very much and is trying to fit in as many like Saber and Sakura scenes as possible into this without going like too low on affection i think is there a bad end for not for saber not liking you enough no not this oh wait saber point um 
Okay, no. Oh, right. The the good and true endings are interesting. Mm. Um. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I like Saber. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. The the you get one Saber point for getting meat for Saber, and you get one Rune point for going and checking on Sakura. So you think you would end on the Sakura one, but I just went with the guide said. So, talk to Rin means that he just goes and calls Rin on the phone from the student directory that has everyone's home phone numbers. I feel like you don't do that anymore, do you? No, I don't think so. But, let's cook meats for Saber, Ben. Because that includes the talk to Rin. Okay, okay. So you want to do, you want to end on the Sakura scene then. To go see Sakura scene. The Sakura scene is like the canonical one, okay. it feels like. Cook meat for Saber, then. It's just, it's not the one I ended on, so I'm mixed yeah. up. Sorry. Sushiro falls for a salesman's big talk about some delicious, delicious veal and ends up spending too much money on different <laughs> kinds of meat. Uh-huh. Uh, but he wants to treat Saber. Saber's been good. Yeah. He considers getting some alcohol as an aperitif, but this is not the kind of game that would allow that. Well, he does say we can't drink in front of Taiga, uh-huh. which is very funny. Uh-huh. And uh, partly because of underage drinking, which they can't underage drink, but also partly because Taiga would get uh, wild. Taiga would drink too oh, much. Oh, right. Yeah. And now, this is a fun bit. He is distracted by a strangely dressed woman arguing with someone at a cake shop. Uh-huh. Uh, that's Lazarit. That's Liz. That's yeah. That's Ilya's maids. She's getting cake. Uh, she's trying to pay in... Uh, what is she trying to pay in? Franks. Yep. Uh, and doesn't seem to fully speak Japanese. Uh-huh. Or speak Japanese very well. So the person at the counter is very confused. She was like, well, I spent a lot of money on these meats, but technically I did save a lot of money <laughs> thanks to that salesman. So I guess I'll spend some extra money. Ex- like, I'll exchange the Franks for her. Yeah. So that she can just buy it and I'll have some useless money. And help her talk to the yeah. to the lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I was, I'm looking at their outfits again. I kind of like the outfit minus the hat. The hat I is, hate the hat. I hate the hat. Uh-huh. But That's I like the bad. chest piece and the dress. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's good. That's fine. Uh-huh. It's not my favorite maid outfit. It's not a maid outfit. They, they're nuns. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But they're supposed they're to supposed be They're supposed to be maids. Uh, one of those like um align like alignment charts that uh get really wild. You know <laughs> what I mean? What is a maid outfit? Uh huh. Completely naked is a maid outfit. Is the wild is the like furthest one? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> naked apron is a maid outfit. That yes, that's a sexy maid outfit. Learning about Fen's tastes here at Moon Archive. These aren't my tastes so much as facts. <laughs> um, we so we do get her speaking Japanese haltingly. Yeah, I could speak Japanese better than her. Yeah, it seems well. She talks almost like a robot. Is how she's doing it. It doesn't even seem she's unskilled. She just like says words one at a time. But also very, like and like very clipped. Doesn't use um, particles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um. I, I would I would say that she is unskilled mm-hmm. at Japanese. Yeah. Or the thing that I'm saying is I think she's unskilled at speaking. 
maybe, mm-hmm. but also she doesn't know how Japanese grammar works. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure she could speak German well either. Is all I'm getting at. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I would believe that, but we don't um, have any evidence of that. That's true. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's a feeling. It's okay. In my heart. Okay. Uh, he asks if she likes cake, and she says yes, and then says that Sella likes t- common tastes. So is she, she's getting this for Sella, actually. Yeah, maybe. Sella was the one from last one who like went on like a long rant about how actually it's okay for them to turn Sushiro into a doll. Uh huh. Laser was the one that was like, I really don't care anymore. <laughs> uh, we're not going to get like any more characterization of the two of them for the rest of this game, pretty much. I don't think, but they have different sprites in Hollow Ataraxia, so yeah, we okay. might see more of them in checks notes a long time swimsuits they they have swimsuits in hollow ataraxia wow uh-huh they look cute with their hair down i think we might break chronological order and do zero first yeah cuz i've heard that they were they were kind of written at the same time even if zero came out later and there are a lot of what are callbacks to zero hmm. i don't know We'll see. Anyway, uh, I like Liz. Yeah. I liked her last time. It's like, not, there's not much there, but I like what's there, you know? Mm-hmm. I liked her last route. I like her now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then he heads home. And then he calls Rin. Let me go back up. Yep. Uh, Rin picks up after, like, two dozen rings or something. Yeah. Which, I would not stay on the phone that long. I would just be like, after, like, four or five, I'm like, okay. Rin's not there. Mm-hmm. Shiro, far more patient than I am. Uh-huh. What does Rin think is happening? Uh, Rin is like, hey, Archer, stop playing pranks on me. <laughs> it's such a potent idea that Archer is prank calling Rin. That, like, he's playing enough pranks on her that she's expecting pranks. Uh-huh. I love the idea that Archer, like, sneaks out sometimes to go to a payphone and... <laughs> Um, incredible. Using uh, using her uh very little uh spare money mm-hmm. to go use a payphone and call her at home. <laughs> she give him an allowance. He spends it all on on like uh fake poop to leave in the hallway. <laughs> um, Rin is a little flustered because Shiro sounds way cooler. Read like Archer over the phone. <laughs> um, and then she hangs up on him. Uh huh. Well, doesn't he say he, something? He, like, says something about whatever happened today. Yeah. And then, like, and she then hangs up hangs really up. quickly. Yeah. She doesn't want to talk. She doesn't talk for very yeah. long at all. It is purely a, like, they transmit information after the, the uh-huh. opening. And then, yeah. Okay. So, let's go, let's go see if Sakura is still alive. Yeah. Shiro drops his bags off and heads to the Mauto house. What does he see when he gets there? Uh, he spots Rin in what I think of as her default outfit, but apparently hasn't shown up until now, we've which is... Before. I just don't know if... I don't think we've seen it this route, and Shiro doesn't react like this. Yeah. Anyway, she's wearing, again, what, if you've seen Rin outside of this game, is her outfit, which yeah. is, like, a red turtleneck and a black skirt yeah, with, turtleneck uh, with like a... thigh-high like yeah. leggings white cross socks. on their shirt yeah big sleeves yeah it's a great look a i great really look. like this outfit uh it's just very funny to to see shiro going 
Yeah, he freaks <laughs> out like he's an ecchi protagonist. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's fucking Araragi for a second here for the Shiro Shiro Araragi moments. Uh-huh. Um which is again is like I mean, yeah, she's cute, but I don't I don't understand his his like head over heelsness. Mm-hmm. I mean, like they are playing up that Shiro is interested in it is finally believable that Shiro is an admirer of Rin this route. Whereas, like, on Saber's route, it's like, yeah, you told me that a couple of times, and you don't at all act like it. This route, he's, like, the creepiest. He He's a fan of an idol in the worst way. Is she, you know, a fan of Rin's? <laughs> uh, this is this is also the fan service option, right? Because we also get a, a CG we don't get otherwise of Shiro being flustered while Rin's pushing her boobs up on him. Yeah. And we get a whole scene of that, of them, like, stuck in a crevice between buildings together while, Before... he, go, while he says, breasts. <laughs> Before we get that, though, Ben, Rin lets out the cutest little squeak that you've ever good. heard. Um, yeah, as soon as he calls out to her, she squeaks, she grabs him, pulls him into a, a like a weird alley space between buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very funny. This is another one of those things where she, her head is very conveniently covering his face. So Takeuchi didn't have to draw it. Uh huh. Um, it feels like a firm piece of meat is being pushed onto the cutting board to make <laughs> it flat. What? Of course that's the metaphor that Shiro goes with. <laughs> breasts tosaka breasts uh-huh um she's ignoring him having his like uh hedge protagonist moments this is she, this is the moment that was the most like grow up shiro like i know that this is a staple of anime mm-hmm. but it is like yeah boobs they exist you'd love to see them but like come on man you're embarrassing yourself at a party in front of Gil, who is walking by. Yep. Gil, who absolutely knows they're there. Like, it doesn't say it in that scene, but, like... He probably... Gilgamesh, almost of course certainly. he knows they're there. Yeah. I... The one thing he is... Looks, I will say... by smirking. Ben, it is Gilgamesh. He might not even have registered that there that are, exist. like, you know, just bugs wandering around. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> I like that Shiro's like he feels like a human. He has and he body. looks like a human. Yeah. But I definitely we will definitely die if we follow him. So silly. Uh um Rin mentions that she saw him harassing Sakura before, that guy. Then she realizes she's breasting boobily all over <laughs> Shiro and jumps away from him. Uh, he oh the information that he was right. trying to convey is yes. that Issei is not a threat. Yes, Issei's fine. Well, he is a threat actually, but he, Shiro doesn't know that. Yeah, you just you, he didn't say his fucking hunt for the Red October code phrase or whatever. Is that where that is? That what? is not where that is. No, uh, Manchurian Candidate. Manchurian Candidate. Very different movie. Ben, I've never seen either of them. Hunt for Red October is really good. Yeah, what is it? It's about a Soviet submarine mm. um defecting, ah. and trying not to get shot down i have seen battleship potankin is that close i have not seen that movie so <laughs> it's not close man. it's a it's a much older movie okay i don't think much happens in battleship potankin except for a baby stroller goes down some stairs and mm. then they, it's like one of the first ex- like first films to use like reaction shot cutting huh <laughs> 
It's just on a boat, or it just involves a boat. I like that Rin asks, uh, so how did you figure out that Issei wasn't a master? And Shiro's like, well, I stripped him. And stripped him down, I checked his body really th- thoroughly, and she gives him the <laughs> old thousand-yard Fujoshi stare. I love that everyone, everyone around Shiro is like, this is the wildest way in the world to check if someone's a master and Shiro's like it's the it's the natural it's the natural way to do it right uh-huh. it's the only only uh normal thing to do honestly mm-hmm. no uh, one's home oh yeah they talked for sakura no one answers um, and then rin's like yeah sakura's at the hospital why are you here rin why are you here shiro no, no, no. I'm like, why are you here then, Rin, if you already knew she was at the oh, hospital? Oh, yeah. That's a good question. Um, but uh Rin is like, wait, why are you why are you here? Oh, I get it. You have a crush on her. Yeah, she's like, she comes over to your house all the time and now she's not coming over and you're having a hard time, and Shira's like, How why do you know that she's over <laughs> at my house all the time? And Rin's like, We're not gonna talk about that. Uh, changing the subject, uh, so how would you feel if you were suddenly adopted and didn't have any say in the matter? How do you think you, how do you think people feel when they grow up, when they were adopted against their will or without their, yeah. like, explicit permission? Um. That's kind of a big tell about what's going on, huh? Uh-huh. Um. In front of the Mauto house. So how do you feel about adoptions? <laughs> it's fun that Rin doesn't know that Shira was adopted. Mm-hmm. I don't think, right? She doesn't know the... I don't know if he ever said that he was adopted in this route. Yeah. I feel like he did last route, but... Um, and Shiro, like, gets a flash of the, the like, orphanage or mm-hmm. hospital uh, ceiling. Yeah. And is like, well... It's the same as being raised by biological parents. If they're nice people, you like it. And if they're bad people, it's going to be miserable. Uh But it's no different from, like, being adopted into a family is no different from just being born there. Yeah, yeah. he's like like kind of sentimental about it. Mm -hmm. And Rin is like, I I feel a little better. I'm being silly. I, Rin, I'm so sorry. This is not a comforting thing. (laughs) Sakura is adopted. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Rin, this is po- probably possibly why Rin is like preoccupied with her. She's worried about her. Yeah. Given how Shinji acts, I don't think she got adopted into a good family. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that's it. They split mm-hmm. and uh, Shira heads home. Yep. Dinner. We cut to after dinner. Taiga's like, hey, Saber, were you a famous swordsman in your country? Yes. Yes, actually. Saber was a famous swordsman in her own country. Uh, Saber does some complaining about how Shiro's cheating on her with Archer's fighting style and Taiga's... Mm-hmm. It is very funny because she like says something about it and Taiga's like, he's cheating on you. And she's like, yeah, he's cheating on me. <laughs> I love that they just gang up on uh-huh. Shiro. Uh, Taiga goes into baby stories about Shiro, Shiro growing up stories uh-huh. and all that stuff. Uh, Shiro just does the stoic, like, I'm not going to interfere while a Saber gets really, really into asking questions about him. Well, there is a, there's, real quick, there's a fun bit right before this where Saber's like, oh, yeah, um, Shiro's learning really well, but, like, that makes sense because they have a dojo and, like, he must have kept in shape and, like, done a lot of training. And Taiga's like, 
So that dojo hasn't been used for eight years. Yeah, Shiro was using it to like do basic exercises, not like sword fighting. Yes, uh, he has not used, he has not done kendo since, um, uh, I almost said Kotomine, Kuritsugu uh, died. Uh-huh. And then this is what launches uh, Taiga into like, oh, I remember when Shiro was just a nice, kind child. Now he's so like... Twisted. Twisted. Um, <laughs> Which is, hey, Taiga, I have bad news <laughs> about the other characters in this game. Um, She says that Kiritsugu is kind of the opposite of how Shiro turned out because mm-hmm. Kiritsugu was knew his limitations as a person and shiro never really believed that he had limitations which is funny because shiro has definitely internalized at this point that he has limitations Uh and can't save everyone he still hates it but yeah he he's angry about it Mm. but he knows yeah he has turned into kuritsugu in a real way yeah this is the this bit also she says the thing about shiro wanting to be a superhero and saber's like why and he's like because they're superheroes are cool i like them and he's like i have no deeper reason other than the fact that i thought of kiritsugu as a superhero and thought of kiritsugu as a superhero and then as kiritsugu was dying was like hey don't worry about it i'll carry on your wish and that gave kiritsugu such peace that he's like well now i have to do it (laughs) this poor fucking guy kiritsugu he tried. He tried. I don't think he was a great dad. You know no. what I mean. He wasn't really around, and he he tried not to pass on his shit to Shiro. Though he did try, and he couldn't even just die without uh-huh. fucking Shiro up. <laughs> well, that that is like again, we get the kind of it's the same thing with Rin. Mm-hmm. Is like, yeah, it's really hard not to imprint your values on your children. Uh huh. Uh, with even such that uh or. Or imprint them on your children uh, and let your children know that they can deviate from that. Uh-huh. It's like both of these both of these teenagers just believe that the way that their parents did things is the correct way. Uh-huh. And don't really even question that. Yeah. Although we get a little bit of like Shiro here. Um uh yeah, this is this is basically where the conversation ends. And then um Shiro goes and lays down. And is like he runs away. Damn! Why do I want to be a superhero? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't know that I'm doing the. I don't know if my heart's in the right place on this anymore. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, we get a little bit of him him being like, Kuritsugu's ideal mm-hmm. was saving everyone. I've realized that I can't do that. Uh, which kind of sucks because like I told him I would be a superhero. And my ideal has, like, drifted away from that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we do get some fun stuff about, like, yeah, uh, I desperately reject the words that come to mind. He told me to drown in my ideals and die, which still sick. Great line. Archer's best line, probably. Um, those words are ominous, as if correctly predicting Emiya Shiro's end. <laughs> Very funny, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's where the night ends. February 8th, 9, my dear, stay dead. Stray dead. Stray dead. It's my dear, one word, comma, stray dead, one word. This is so... 
this is the like this is like uh random nonsense english words inserted into an anime op that don't really make any sense but you kind of like sing along with them anyway because it's a good song you know uh-huh. what i mean or it's the this is the japanese equivalent of like an english t-shirt with like courage on it you know yeah. just like random kanji uh-huh. <laughs> like for aesthetic Mm-hmm. Nasu's much better at naming things in Japanese that get translated to English and sound cool than he is picking English words, it feels like. Yeah. It's like an Ebo album cover. Yeah, this is a reminder that all of these titles are in English, yeah, yeah, <laughs> originally yeah. not yeah. Japanese. Uh, this is also why uh, uh, the... Um, I am the bone of my sword speech is so like awkward. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's because it was written in English. Mm-hmm. Rin is dreaming about Archer. Yeah, this is Rin. This is definitely Rin. And we, we, yeah, we know that because of some of the comments she makes, but also because it didn't start with, oh, I feel like a, like a really thin line to mm-hmm. this dream. It's just like, I think she almost even says like having the same dream again. Yeah. The big tell for me at first was uh, she says some she refers to Kotamine by first name and says, oh, he always says this thing. Yeah. About how your actions are returned to you. Yeah. Shiro would never say that. Any no. of that. Shiro does not. Does Shiro know that Kotamine's first or given name is Kira? She has said that. I'm okay. 90% sure, but. But Shiro would definitely not be like suddenly Kire always says. <laughs> Shiro's oh. seen Kire twice mm-hmm. or three times. We twice. also once, just the one time, just once. Not enough to say he always says. Uh huh. Rin uh, starts to make an analogy about how if you always, if you're only ever expending energy to help people, you never, you're never getting energy back. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says it's like disposable income, which is very funny that the immediate thing she goes for is a money analogy. Well, she says d- disposable money. Yeah. Disposable income is disposable different. Money. Thing. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this, this analogy does make some sense to me. Like, yeah. It's a little bit of a grim, like the only people who can, ever help anyone else or people who have like the resources to be able to waste their time on it yeah is a way that you can like it's not a hundred percent untrue you know what i mean mm-hmm. like people who to go back to money people who don't have any money or just scraping by can't do it much for other people because mm-hmm. they're just trying to survive yeah you know but it is it is a bit of a grim view mm-hmm. which i guess makes sense for Rin. yeah because she's been alone her entire life. Uh-huh. Or not her entire life, but the past eight years. Yeah. Ten years? Ten years. Um. Yeah. She says that Archer was killed by someone that he saved and didn't even blame them. Uh-huh. And then we reach the part where the dream would normally end, but it keeps going for some reason. Yeah, it's fun that Rin kind of, like, fast-forwards through this dream as if, like, yep, this is a, a same dream again. Mm-hmm. We get a shot of like some like ruins, like looks like a modern building that mm-hmm. was destroyed, and it uh, is definitely reminiscent of uh the the like fire shot yeah. that it that Shiro continually flashes yeah. back to, but it's definitely like different, different yeah. but reminiscent of. It's like closer up on a building. You know? Yeah. 
Uh, Archer was faced with a terrifying natural disaster, not anything that humans caused. He made a counter uh, contract with the counterforce, a countertract with the con- <laughs> contract force. Uh, uh, in order to save as many people as he could from the disaster, he she's guessing that maybe a hundred people is what he managed. Yeah. Um, with with a miracle, he yes. was able to save a hundred people, maybe. But even knowing that, that was. The miracle was part of why he wanted to make the contract. Mm-hmm. The other part was, oh, and then I can keep saving people after. Yeah. When I become a heroic spirit, I can I can save people after I'm dead. And maybe given infinite time because of how heroic spirits work, I can save everyone. Mm-hmm. This is not true. This is not how the counterforce works. The yeah. counterforce does not work worry does not care at all about individual humans. Well, the thing is, is that uh Events you got the have stuff to... about the two sides of the counterforce from Tsukime, right? I think so. There's a part that's concerned with the world, and there's a part that's concerned with humans yeah. as a species, not yeah. as individuals. Yes. Mm-hmm. There is no counterforce from guys. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, the counterforce doesn't summon spirits. I think Rin makes some comment about the the uh, heroic spirit summoning system being like a bastardization of um how yeah. the counterforce works but uh the counterforce doesn't summon heroic spirits to prevent things mm-hmm. it summons heroic spirits or summons guardians rather yeah not heroic capital spirits. g guardians they use g for or, that yeah g. no does summon heroic spirits does not summon servants yes um so summons heroic spirits to clean up after a disaster happens and or to prevent a disaster from turning into an existential threat yes mm-hmm. but a disaster has to have happened yes or at least like be in progress killing many 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 people mm-hmm. for a guardian to be summoned and a guardian is summoned uh, according to they have no free will and they're not materialized in the way that servants are you yeah. don't know what they really look like then well, again, we we got this earlier, right? Yeah, With yeah. like Archer. Oh, that's why like an anti or an evil person like uh, they call them antiheroes. You call they them call them antiheroes, but like that's the title. Someone like uh, Ryder, who we know to be evil. Mm-hmm. Why she could become a heroic spirit is because she's a tool to be used, not mm-hmm. like. She's not showing up at a at a disaster going like, ha ha ha, I get to be evil more because <laughs> she doesn't have enough free will to be uh-huh. evil. Anyway, more proof that this is Rin. She's like, it sounds terrible. Yep. Shiro would be like, well, it sounds like a rough job, but I would still in a heartbeat take it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, right. Yeah. So she, she explained that the servant system summons uh these gu- hijacks the guardian system and summons mm-hmm. them with free will and their memories and personalities intact mm-hmm. N- why i have no idea it seems really inefficient well i think the part of the bit is it's it's bait right it's partly bait to lure heroic spirits in yeah because they yeah. don't have a contract forcing them to appear yeah unless the heroic spirit agrees to appear because they want the grail yeah 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 and we get like archer did not realize this. <laughs> did not realize that he did, but he hoped it wasn't that it wasn't the way he thought. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and 
he's like, oh, okay, I can, I can, like, save people. And is like, yes, in a very broad sense, you can save people. Uh, but first, every time you get summoned, you're being summoned into hell. Uh-huh. Which is like, oh, a lot of death has to happen before the counterforce kicks in. Do we get the thing that it's, it's across time, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's fascinating because it implies that in most things, timelines are fairly stable, right? Mm-hmm. Time travel doesn't exist in fate that we know of, right? No. Uh, but it's, this implies that timeline is completely unstable and shifting constantly. Because <sighs> disasters happen in the past that can destabilize the future? Well, I think it, it's that the... It's that the, um... the fact that there are infinite disasters to solve across time... It's that the throne of heroes exists outside of time. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, as as viewable from humans, uh, the timeline is set because those servants have been dispatched mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess to to the throne of heroes, there might be like multiple timelines, possibly uh-huh. infinite. Uh, let's see. Rin wakes up, Ben, and she's mad. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, or she's angry. She's about um, to cry, also. Yeah. She's like, God damn it, why did I have to know that this guy was so tragic? Yeah. Uh, she's like, I would have severed my consciousness so that I didn't have to see that dream if I had known that it was, was going to happen. Uh-huh. Which is, she must have, she refers to the dream having happened before. I think the end bit is what got yes. her. Yes. The end bit is what got her, I guess. Yeah. It's just like a slightly weird um, weird phrasing where she's like, if I'd known that Archer's memories could leak while I was sleeping, I would sever my consciousness. And it's like, well, you definitely did. You just didn't know. If you'd known that they were tragic, you uh-huh. would. Yeah. She is very, um, she's like loudly saying this all out loud. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And it's like. I, I gotta be flipping about it or I'm gonna cry and I'm not gonna be able to face Archer normally. Mm-hmm. We keep going in, our, in Rin's perspective. We're in first person as Rin. This yeah. is great. I like being first person as Rin. Yeah. Uh, she argues with or, Rin, right, Archer. One more funny bit from that oh, scene yeah. is that she's like, I really wish I was a morning person. Uh-huh. It's too early to be sad. <laughs> She has a cup of tea and fights with Archer. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seems to happen every day. He badgers her about Shiro every time he has an opportunity to. This guy, he hates Shiro so much. To be fair, I also don't like Shiro very much. Rin's staring at me. Ben is staring at me. Rin is staring at you. I am, to be fair, I am wearing my Rin Tosaka to- uh, cosplay outfit right now. <laughs> So let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, Archer's like, hey, what if we teamed up with Caster instead? Uh-huh. Rin's like, at least Shiro was not going to stab me in the back. Caster would. And he's like, you got to put results over your personal feelings. And she's like, no. Uh-huh. Um, Archer's like, Shiro's naivety is rubbing off on you. And she's like, well, Shiro's special. I think she all but says, uh-huh. oh, you and Shiro have the same ideals mm-hmm. and like art he is going to turn into you or mm-hmm. he is going to meet a tragic end just like you mm-hmm. um 
this is why you shouldn't have send teens to fight the magic blood war is because they fall in love with each other and fall apart you know what i mean mm-hmm. cut back to shiro shiro wakes up he feels like shit and all he dreamed about was swords uh-huh archer's cool swords he's mad about how cool they are uh-huh um i said we- this i said this off mic and maybe ben cuts this but uh, this has the energy of the scene from Bisktal where uh, Gojo wakes up from a dream about uh, Marin. Marin being sexy. Yeah. Being sexy and uh, looks over in, in the corner and there's one of his Hina, Hina dolls. Hina dolls. Uh, yeah. Like a doll head uh, looking at him and he's like, please turn away. <laughs> um, and this has the same same energy as that, except it's Shiro looking at the door, the thin rice paper door separating him and Saber, going like, "Please look away." <laughs> God, um, we skip past breakfast. Shiro heads to school. Rin's doing something, so they, he splits up and looks around the school, doesn't mm-hmm. find anything. For lunch, he eats with Issei, who is uh, drinking kelp tea. Food report: kelp tea. That sounds miserable. That sounds good. No. I would drink that. I don't like kelp that much on the best of days, and I'm mixed on tea. Even Shiro's like, it's a bit too muddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he says, like, okay, I'll grab more green tea from the teacher's lounge <laughs> tomorrow. Kuzuki comes in and has, like, a, a normal conversation, just, mm-hmm. like, chattering with Issei, and Shiro's like, why are they getting along so well? Well... Why Why are they socializing? Yeah. Like, Shiro has said before, yeah. they get along well because they're both very serious people. Yeah. But that's that's very different from, like, yeah. uh, oh. He you... didn't come to talk about anything. He just yeah. wanted to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, we can put this together because Kuzuki is introduced as Kuzuki Sochiro okay. um, when we first see him. Mm-hmm. He, we, yeah, and we get that this scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been staying at the temple for the past three years, and Issei thinks of him like a brother. Mm-hmm. No, he's not actually his brother. Shiro asks about the unfamiliar woman Issei mentioned, which notably does not activate Issei. The, yeah. Which makes that scene even, like, funnier and nothing. It's like, okay, technically, I guess Shiro is far enough away from directly asking about Caster. That's all he did before uh, was, like, tell me about that unfamiliar woman. And got killed. He asks some more specific question about her in that scene. But it is, like, really splitting hairs as to why that triggered it and this didn't. Issei says that she's uh, Kuzuki's fiancé staying at the temple until the wedding. Mm -hmm. She's been there for a month. That's a long time. Doesn't even know her name. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shira's like, ah, oh no. And (laughs) goes to tell Rin after school. She says, Rin says that Rin, Kuzuki, Rin says that Kuzuki is not a mage and doesn't feel like a master to her at all, but it's gotta be him. She's gonna pull some strings to get him to stay late. (laughs) How, what the fuck kind of power does Rin have to make specific teachers stay late? Uh, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. She has, like, student council power. Um, she's not even on the student council. I know, but what I mean is, like, we got in her intro her talking about, like, sports club budgets and stuff and, like, pushing her weight around. But it is, it does feel very different to go from, uh, oh, yeah, I can, like, influence the student council who are all my age, uh, to, oh, yeah, 
I have an in with the teachers. I can make Kuzuki stay late without him realizing that it's me doing it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Does she have dirt on the principal? Maybe? Um. So, yeah, she wants to ambush him on his way home. Uh-huh. Which, honestly, they should have just attacked him at the school at that rate. Yeah. Uh, or just, like, you could leave now and then, amb- I guess, Rin has to go home and, like, prepare some stuff yeah. or something. Shiro, she's like, yeah, I'm going to force it out of him. And Shiro's like, I wonder if we ever clashed on the playground before. Was Rin ever a schoolyard bully? Because she really acts like one. It's it's very funny thinking of little Rin and little Shiro, like, staring at each other, uh-huh. being like, I am justice. <laughs> uh-huh. Her plan is to shoot him in the back of the head with a gonder and see if he gets sick or not. That's very funny. She's like, he'll only be sick for, you know... 48 hours or so if i if i shoot him and nothing happens and he has no magic resistance but if otherwise we'll find out that he's the master and we'll kill him Mm -hmm. shiro doesn't want to do this and she's like well do whatever you want i'm gonna shoot him (laughs) and he's like fine we're gonna meet up at the park at seven and be ready for a fight saber likes this plan saber likes fighting yeah um there's a funny bit where say shiro's like okay we're about to go fight so we probably shouldn't eat beforehand so that we're ready and saber's like no no you shiro you go get in that kitchen please in in the most uh like a kid coming up with some reason that they're correct Uh uh-huh saber's like warriors have trained in in fighting soon after eating so it's fine actually uh-huh she does her like like non like goofball face uh-huh like dumbass face it's very cute it's a great great saber sprite um so he does make her food we don't get no food report he, do, he does say he's gonna make a light dinner yeah because he's like yeah okay we do need food but i'm not gonna like make something heavy he also grabs his wooden sword to use mm-hmm. as a weapon to yep. strengthen cut two waiting with rin rin did not bring archer mm-hmm. this seems like a tactical misplay to me on one well hand, she says well, she doesn't want archer anywhere near caster if he she can help it yeah. But also... I also would not want Archer anywhere near Caster after he'd just said, hey, why don't we team up with Caster? I get that. I really do. I also think that they're underestimating Caster. Saber's she, she's like... like, Saber can kill Caster. Basically immune to Caster's anything Caster can do. So we think. She's very tricky. That's fair. That's all I'm saying. is They don't know anything about what kind of protection she's got. That's fair. Um, bringing only half your weapons with you seems like uh, a bit cocky to me. Yeah, on the other hand, Archer could show up and then stab Shiro in the back. Okay, can't stab Shiro in the back. And she still has one more command spell. She has not wasted the last command spell. Okay, I just feel like bringing Archer is like asking for him to betray you. Well, it doesn't go good without him. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Rin has set up a soundproof a bounded field for the fight. They're just waiting for... And uh, uh, Kuzuki starts to walk by. She readies her finger guns. We get a choice to stop her or let her shoot. I just let her shoot. My guide said stop her. Hmm. Uh, does that, is that negative Rin points? Uh, no. I guess that's the only option is plus one Rin point. And ah. It's too dangerous. Is 
is plus one is nothing no oh change. that's very fun this is this is what i'm talking about i think the zerblade guy doesn't like rin very much he's <laughs> trying to get minimum passing affection i think there is a a like bad end where she doesn't like you enough and so maybe trying to get to no but that's never mind <laughs> so you'd have to start from the beginning to do that anyway stopping her uh Rin, shiro's like wait 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 maybe we shouldn't shoot a, a teacher and she's like too bad <laughs> shoot them <laughs> Uh, a robe drops out of thin air and blocks the shot. Mm-hmm. And Kuzuki's like, oh, turns around as if he knew they were there the whole time. Yep. That's not a great sign to their theory that he doesn't know what's going on. Well, real quick, Rian, to be sporting, does make a sound. Uh-huh. Or Shira says something about her intentionally making a sound uh-huh. with her shot. Uh-huh. Um, um, which is like, I don't... Rin is plays too fair sometimes yeah uh caster appears and scolds kazuki for not staying home Mm -hmm. at the temple because this could happen he's like well we caught some bitches so it was all worth it wasn't Mm -hmm. it caster doesn't seem to know who that who's here yeah Uh, and it's like step out step out uh or i'm gonna just start shooting beams Mm -hmm. shiro's like hey ren stay put i'm gonna go talk to them Rin follows him immediately. Well, Rin says, uh, wait, did you say? Rin says, hey, on on the count of three, jump out at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Shiro's like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to go talk to him. <laughs> and then she doesn't stay hidden. She jumps yeah, out yeah. too with him. Kizuki is kind of surprised that it's them and is like, so what's up? Uh, Shiro asks if Kuzuki's being controlled by Caster. Caster gets mad in the background. This is very funny. His sprite is slightly forward and hers mm-hmm. is slightly in the back and she's doing like peanut gallery expressions. Uh-huh. Um, Shiro explains that Caster is uh, ca- behind all of the comas and the gas leaks in town and is draining magical energy and has referred to the town as uh, sacrifices for her. Mm-hmm. And he's hoping that Kuzuki is either in the dark or being controlled and yeah. against his will and kazuki's like well i didn't know anything. i didn't know any of this and caster in the background looks like really shocked and she's, a little like, like, oh. like oh, no, no, this is exactly what i didn't want him to find out and then he's like yeah but like it's fine isn't it it's not his business if, stra- if strangers die and honestly caster's being too nice by letting them live uh-huh this is very funny uh he refers to himself as a killer who has rotted away that's interesting uh-huh uh-huh um and he's like yeah i get i am caster's puppet i'm not really in control of her but you know we, we got a nice thing going on i'm not gonna get in her way mm-hmm. i don't really care about the grail war saber is annoyed about this mm-hmm. and uh rushes in to kill kuzuki caster shoots an a-rank spell at her but Cas- uh, Saber is immune to anything below A+, and it just rolls right off of her. Oh, I didn't realize that it was A+. That's yes. fun. Which is, I think, the way that Caster reacts is unique to Saber, not a trait of Saber Saber's. Saber especially high. Yes. Even yeah. for a Saber, who do- who would normally yes. have high. Yeah. Um, now, Caster, it, her magic is ranked A+, so I think she could cast something strong enough to affect Saber. Yeah. But it'd be it would be a doing. Yeah, it feels like Caster cannot instantly cast something uh, uh, high enough to, to cast, or to affect Saber. It would require 
uh, an actual chant, <laughs> giving Saber enough time to react. Saber swings, and we go to interlude 9-1. Unlimited Blade works. This sucks. Saber gets her ass worked for, like, 30 or 40 screens of text, and just her grunting as Kuzuki beats the shit out of her. I, reading the scene, <laughs> I was like, did, th did I hate this that much the first time around? And yes, dear listener, it's... It sucks. It's, it's very, miserable. It's very clear to me that Nasu thinks this is much cooler than uh, I did. You know yeah. what I mean? Because Kuzuki turns out to be a martial arts god mm -hmm. who can effortlessly beat the shit out of uh, Saber. Mm -hmm. He is being reinforced by Caster's magic, but yeah. he just, Saber can't Poor. move or react and is just never touches him and just gets worked. This is... Yeah. Now, my, my reaction to this was... Maybe there's a world in which I could be like, wow, a human standing up to a servant. But my reaction to this was, of course, every random guy down the street can beat the shit out of Saber. She's a girl. That's what has happened every time she's met a new guy. She's gotten her ass kicked. And Shiro's needed to save her. Yeah. Like, the fight with Berserker was the only fight where she didn't get stabbed in the heart, almost cut in half, thrown around by Gil. You know what I mean? She loses yeah. every fight she gets until Shiro steps in to save her. Which is exactly what happens this fight too. Um, yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like again, there, there's a version of this. This that is cool, but like personally, I don't think that like bare, like bare fist martial arts are that interesting. This, this uh, it's definitely, not my favorite fighting style. This definitely feels like, but it's also just so frustrating, right? Yes, because. It's just this is what happens with every guy. Every uh -huh. guy beats Saber. Uh-huh. Um. She's supposed to be one of the strongest heroic spirits to exist. I know she's surprised here. Yeah. But she also has intuition bordering on clairvoyance and should be able to figure it out. Well, and <laughs> in a second, they're like, oh, the same trick wouldn't work twice. And it's like, he it hit her like 15 times. 15 times, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's exhausting. I I in general hate like overpowered, can't even scratch them dudes. Yeah, it's very, in, it's not in very anything. fun to me. Um, yeah, there's a there's another. It's just so out of nowhere, you know. Yeah, it's like I do think that you shouldn't underestimate a master, but like, just because they're not um a servant. Yeah, but like. But this is this is also again this is part of the problem with having read Lamort Darthur mm -hmm. is like. Oh right, knights, knights, king Arthurian knights are all about taking beatings and keep going and keeping going. Like in in that, which is not like strictly uh, canon here, but um, is canon enough that I'll talk about it. Uh -huh. uh, there is a fight where Arthur is like is bleeding out, mm -hmm. is gonna die soon, and he's still fighting. Mm -hmm. And it's like cool, and Saber gets punched a couple of times, yeah. And suddenly well, she's out of it. He's doing the martial arts thing of like, oh, the force goes straight through her armor and hits her in the liver. The other part of this is that uh, with both, um, what's his name, Kazuki and Kojiro, mm -hmm. of like, oh yes, uh, Eastern martial arts, Eastern fighting styles are based on finesse, and like mm. they can overpower. 
the the um like more brute force mm-hmm. of a western fighting style mm-hmm. um which definitely feels like it's in play here yeah. of like oh saber isn't used to people who with finesse which is like okay at the same time she's used to getting beaten up and uh-huh. and still fighting like why yeah i know it's every it's like it's such a repetitive scene too of like saber being like okay i took a really bad hit I can do this. I'm, I'm going to do this. Oh, no. I took a really bad hit. Okay. I'm still standing. I can do this. Oh, no. I took a really bad hit. Over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, I was wrong about... When I first saw Kazuki, I was like, wow, he looks exactly like uh, Nero Chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wrong. He's Kishima. Mm-hmm. He's just like a... If you get within five feet of him, you're dead. Yeah. Like super strong for no reason, normal guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kishima was half ogre. Yeah. This guy's just a dude. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway. So, yeah. I, I hate this scene. It sucks. And like I said, it's not even that Saber gets beat. It's just that, like, she gets beat by another random dude. Uh-huh. Like, every booking is bad booking for Saber. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, oh, this is also... One, I think that there's a version of this scene that sucks a little less mm-hmm. if Saber is a guy. Mm-hmm. And then it's not like... Oh gosh, yeah, another dude beating up a girl. Ha ha ha. Or even if um, just like it wasn't Sa- Shiro who in five minutes will come in, deflect thirty blows perfectly, and uh, chase Kazuki off. Yeah, that's the most annoying part of this, really. I mean, yeah, Saber is the one to chase him off, but um, he only backs down when Shiro deflects his blows, and then Saber getting back up is when he's like, I think he- retreat. Uh, it's he, the first hesitance he shows through all yeah. of this is when Shiro, uh, again, yeah. Saber didn't deflect a single hit. Yeah. And he does exactly 30 in a row. No, he does one. He says that we'll get there. I'll talk about it when we get there. He deflects one hit. He said it's parried 30 hits. He said it's not a sword that could parry 30 hits. Okay. He... He's talking about Archer's fight with Lancer. Okay. And Archer repeatedly parrying Lancer. And he's saying, oh, that that sword could parry 30 hits. Okay. This one broke after one. I still hate it. You yeah. know what I mean? No, it, it still sucks. Uh-huh. Um, and again, it's like, if this wasn't just how every single fight with Saber went, then it, yeah. I would feel differently. It, it's like, at the beginning of this route, during the fight with Berserker, I was like, oh, Saber can hold her own this route. Mm-hmm. She's got Arcoid Syndrome. Mm-hmm. She is way stronger outside of her route. She won't just be like a pushover all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it, my hopes were a little too high there. <laughs> it definitely feels like she suffers from being the protagonist's servant. Yes. And you can't just have the protagonist wandering around killing every other servant yeah, totally. with no... like. Well, which is like, this still sucks. Mm-hmm. Even with that... Um, mm-hmm. even with the knowledge that is like, yeah, Saber has to have a bad booking because otherwise she's just going to steamroll everyone else. So we've been told, but she's never steamrolled any fight. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. She does beat up Gil. At the very, At the end, very end. Uh, yeah. because Shiro gave her back the thing, um, yeah. that makes her invincible. Uh-huh. She needed she needed an invincibility power up to be able to stand up to Gil. It doesn't make her invincible. It makes her heal faster. It's Avalon. It makes her invincible. She can use it as a shield, but like just holding it doesn't make her invincible. 
She used it to be invincible to get to Gil to kill him. Yeah. That's she, used, she used it to block his attack to get to him. There's a difference. Invincible. It makes it so attacks can't affect you. It's not even a shield. It's immunity. Okay. Anyway, anyway. The, thi- the funniest thing about us bickering is that we are exactly on the same side we're just doing a thing where we quibble about like individual words that the other person has used <laughs> yes so thank you for listening to hit podcast fate moon archive so kazuki almost tears saber's head off and then throws her into a wall at 200 kilometers an hour which this makes the least sense of any of this uh-huh because shiro says oh his it, like the the um what's it called um the like his skin has been hardened by caster but he's still just human mm-hmm. and then he throws a baby elephant not baby elephant baby hippopotamus against a wall at not at 200 kilometers per hour which is mm-hmm. what is that um like 160 miles an hour which is like pitchers throw a baseball at like we did get the thing earlier. We maybe a hundred? We did get the thing earlier that if you breathe right, you can become a god, which is what he did. It's still just like... It's just very silly to me. You can't have it both ways saying, oh, all of his movements are so human. They're all like him training. And then like, oh, and also he can throw 90 pounds at 200 kilometers per hour. Effortless. Because that's definitely Without something even hard. someone who's superhuman could do. Uh-huh. We are quibbling a little. Just it's just it's just not fun to me. No, this is where I start. I've been like kind of high on Unlimited Blade Works, more or less on and off for for the opening, a lot more than I was at the earlier parts of mm-hmm. Fate. And this is where things have started to like turn really sour for me. Maybe I, a little before this, but here I'm starting to like be like, yeah, okay. As Ben said, uh, they finished this uh, reading for this month before me um and had said something about this scene and i was like i don't i mean like i don't remember how i felt about it we'll see how i feel about it this time Mm -hmm. and i got here and was like oh right this scene i was really negative on this on the first time not any better every fight i need saber to win a fight once ever yeah Anyway, Kuzuki throws Saber, backs off, and tells Rin or tells Caster to keep an eye on Rin since he can't necessarily deal with ranged attacks as easily. Mm-hmm. He can, he will in like three seconds, but mm-hmm. <laughs> we get a choice to help Saber, Saber, or protect Rin as Caster goes closes in on Saber to do whatever brainwashing shit she's done before is. Mm-hmm. Uh, helping Saber is a bad end. So let's go talk about that bad end real quick. Yeah, well, Saber deserves the help more, honestly. <gasps> Tiger Dojo 19. Uh, Shiro runs at Saber and tries to hit Kazuki as he pass- passes. Uh, Kazuki uh, removes his leg instantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiro's leg instantly without taking any damage. And then walks over and kills Rin. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Shiro just kind of stands there one-legged. And... Uh, uh, describes Rin's headless corpse for a minute. And then and Kazuki says, this is the second person I've killed and yet I feel nothing. 
Which is a weird thing to say after earlier you said I'm a killer. Yeah. Which is like, okay, yes, you killed one person. Yeah, that does uh, make you a killer, to be fair. Yes, you did kill one person, but it's like... You sounded like a serial killer for you, a minute there, bud. You've trained like an assassin, and then you killed exactly one person. That I'm feels... I'm against, like, a, pers- a human standing up against servants, because there is a notable person in Fate Zero who is just a human who stands up against servants all the time. And does cool shit. Yeah. And that's sick. That part's sick. Uh-huh. This was a... I would like this better if Shiro had acknowledged, oh, Caster has both strengthened him, like, made his skin harder, strengthened his muscles, mm-hmm. like, really buffed him up. But no, it's all his human ability doing yeah. all of this. It's like, Kojiro is this too. He doesn't have any abilities beyond human but can stand up to Saber. But that's cooler when he does it. Because he has a technique that, like... Yeah. Up, like, in a in a story, he he honed like, over... Which is like, oh, yeah, I maybe that was based on someone real, but it's like... But it was definitely embellished upon. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, Saber can at least fight him. Yeah. <laughs> We're, I'm cutting at least part of this complaining, because we've yeah. done so much, but... Anyway, Rin's chopped off head is a special guest for this Tiger Jojo. That part's funny. <laughs> it's very funny. It's like this, the like ch- uh, shitty little uh, smoking uh, chibi Rin uh-huh. head. Well, but grayed out. Uh-huh. And uh, also we get t- Taiga saying um, we have a special guest and you see like a little part of her- uh, Rin's head behind Taiga. <laughs> and then it like pops out and it's like kill Shiro. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, Rin uh, advises them to kill Shiro, and Ilya's like, oh, I love this Rin. This is great. Taiga tells Rin to act cuter, and maybe this wouldn't happen. Rin's head growls at her, <laughs> and then begins to levitate on off of the ground. For, Taiga, freaked out, is like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm going to kill Shiro for this. And then Ilya cl- is, like, clapping, and is like, this is great. <laughs> Let's go back to it. Yep. The only good part of this scene. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have to protect Rin. We have to protect Rin. Uh, Shira's like, okay, Caster can't kill Saber. Mm-hmm. Saber's too magic resistancy. I have to help Rin. <laughs> Kazuki, he gets between Kazuki and Rin, and Kazuki decides not to cut his leg off this time. And uh, punches Rin in the chest uh, hard enough that she can't uh, cast spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shira swings his sword at him. Um... And then, yeah, Shiro does the thing where he, like, projects Archer's swords and parries his attack. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what he says is, like, yeah, he parries an attack and his short sword shatters. He's like, oh, yeah, this is this is a fake. Um, it is not a sword that could yeah, parry. It's that, not perfected, yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't made it correctly. The uh, Another cool part of the scene is Saber standing up as the wind starts howling with her throat crushed like she's a horror movie monster uh-huh. uh, as Caster like backs the fuck away from her. Yeah. That part's cool. Uh, Kazuki's like, okay, um, I, I, my surprise attack on Saber won't work again. Uh, we got to get out of here. And Caster teleports them. Mm-hmm. Which, again, he did hit her like 15 times. And she's wounded. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, she healed herself using magical energy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But still, but, she's yeah. recovering. Yes. She can't heal as fast as Shiro. That's what we've gotten before. Yeah. 
Uh, Caster says something about servants obeying their masters before teleporting. Mm -hmm. No one's really sure what she's talking about Mm -hmm. (laughs) or who she's referring to. Uh, Rin's mad because now they're not going to leave the temple and they're going to have to invade Caster's territory where she's even stronger. Yeah. And Assassin is there. And that's already a problem. Rin still is confident that they can capture Kazuki, Hmm. which seems bananas to me. Because it seems like he will just snap the handcuffs and throw a car at them. Like he's the Incredible Hulk. Right. One final thing. Yeah? You got another thing? Sorry. Please hit me. I love that we can complain about this scene together instead of bickering. Rin should just, like, after seeing how powerful Kazuki is, just use a gem like she did on Berserker. Mm. I bet that that just demolishes him. Yeah, it would just blow a hole in him unless Caster blocked it. And Caster was but Caster's distracted. Done during that scene, yeah. I know. know. Rin I... is a long-range fighter. He even was like, hey, keep an eye on Rin. And Caster was like, no, I have stuff yeah. to do. She's also mad. Rin is also mad at Shiro for using projection magic without ever having told her she, he can do it. He's uh-huh. like, oh, yeah. My, he's like, yeah, dad told me that it was useless, so... Yeah, this is the thing. is She wanted to know what his natural like aptitude was towards. He said strengthening, and it's not. It's projection. Yeah. And strengthening is a secondary thing he picked up. Uh-huh. <sighs> Um, yeah, and he says, like, well, it's never worked before. I always, only, I only project things that are empty inside and don't have any of the qualities of the original. And, uh, she's like, okay, so maybe you can only do swords. Yeah, she does make a, a, a comment about, like, there are some mages who are bad at almost everything, but very good at one thing. Yes. Swords. Swords. They split up and head home. Again. If Archer was here, that fight may have gone very differently because they would have a ranged fighter. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, Archer may have just walked over to their side. In that case, fine. Yeah, I can't wait for the scene where Kazuki barehanded kills Berserker uh-huh. because his attacks are all S-rank. <laughs> um, now, that's where we get the, the fact that actually all of his attacks are like, you know, B plus max. Uh-huh. But still can kill Saber. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we hear that eerie ringing noise from when Shiro was being hypnotized again. Uh, I don't like that noise. Grates on my, like, tinnitus. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiro brings Saber to bed. Saber's like, I'm fine, but I'm worried about you. I'm really worried about you. Tell me if anything goes wrong. And he's like, no, I'm fine. He lays down and then uh, writhes in pain for hours without telling Saber. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, it'll definitely be done when the sun comes up. And it's like, what What the fuck if it wasn't, Shiro? <laughs> yep. You should probably say something. I do like that, like, this is... I think last route we got, yeah, projection takes a toll on your body, or magic but beyond your ability uh-huh. uh, takes but a toll on your body. she's not projecting Caliburn this time, so it's funny that this is hurting him worse, but... um, Yeah, yeah, different routes. Yeah. But, I do um, like the bit where there's metal scraping noise, and he's like, it feels like my bones are going to burst out of my skin. Uh-huh, That's yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it when bodies reject uh-huh. things. Okay, interlude. 9-2 Unlimited Blade Works. We're in a green room, Fen. I've never seen this green room before. Well, a room that is green, yeah. not a green room. 
No, yeah, it's a mausoleum. Yeah. There's a lot of holes in the wall. There's like a big staircase going down to the room, and yeah. then another staircase in the middle of the room, and a bunch of holes in the wall, and everything looks green. I know what's here. I also know but, what's here. Uh, and it's we bugs. We also know that it's here, what's here because they immediately say it's a lot of bugs. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, Shinji is here. He's like, I'm jealous. I want this room. This is my room, really. Also, it smells like piss and it's full of bugs. And I'm like, Shinji. I don't know that I'd want to be in the bug piss room. I don't know if I would want to be in the bug piss room either. Uh, he says something about an adoptive child that is uh like was kept in this room for years and threatened the Mato bloodline. Uh, mm-hmm. Fen? Yeah. Was Sakura trapped in the uh, bug piss room for years? Maybe he's talking about a different child. A different adopted child of the two of them? Uh, maybe that child died. It, it's, it's Sakura. Fen. I don't want to hear about Sakura. Please, tell me that Sakura being locked up for years in the bug piss room is not something that's going to come up and be a big part of the rest of the game. No, pretty sure Sakura just stays Shiro's Kohai. Yeah, yeah, nothing bad is going to happen with Sakura. Anyway. Shiro's dad, or wow, Shiro, Shinji's dad was fine with the Mato uh, line ending. (laughs) I wonder why. (laughs) I wonder why he was fine with the Mato family line ending. But apparently his grandpa was like, no, 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 no. We got the market cornered on bugs and piss. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to really go on it. Shinji likes his grandfather better. Weird. Weird. Uh, he says something about how it's the Mato family tradition to treat women as uh, useless objects to be used. Mm-hmm. Uh, or useless and uh, tools. Mm-hmm. He called his mother a carrier with capital C. I don't know what that means. No idea. Uh, he's like, her corpse is here somewhere, probably, but I don't really care. Um he calls this a training area also. He's also mad at his mom for giving birth to a useless body like his. Which is like, he knows he he's garbage. Uh-huh. But he's mad at everyone else except for himself about yeah. this. He uh, says that this place has been used not to raise people, but to raise bugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, Archer is here. Uh, the other archer, Ben. Gil. Gilgamesh is here. Bilgamesh. Bilgamesh himself is here. Shinji's like, this guy scares the shit out of me, but he's just a servant, so I'm going to keep talking down to him. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked that Gil hasn't just punted his head the second he met this kid, but... Yeah. See, in this route, Gil has a real goal. Yeah. He has an actual reason to want the grail. It's not I'm just sure it's something keep Saber alive. I'm sure it's something interesting, right? What is it? Um, Gil says something about there being too many people in the world. Yeah, Gil starts do- talking about NPC theory and how he needs to trim down the human population. Uh-huh. And it's just the most boring, like, Avengers, like, Thanos, like, oh, I'm gonna... There's too few resources to go around, so we need to kill a bunch of people with infinite magical power. That is giving Gil too much credit. What he actually says is that when he was alive, there were ten laborers, and he wanted to kill all but one of them? Mm Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, hey, Shinji, what do you think happened? And Shinji's like, well, you killed all ten of them. And Gil's like... No, no, no. I couldn't kill any of them because laborers were so precious back when I was alive. Um, 
And now, now, there's simply too many people. Most of them probably useless. Each one of those 10 people, extremely useful. You know, if things are too, uh, not prevalent, but um, abundant, <laughs> abundant they, they become ugly. So, uh, you know, maybe I kill, like, most of the world's population and then people will be beautiful again. This is the most rock-boring motivation. I didn't think Gil could be less interesting to me in this route. Mm -hmm. But he's gone down from wanting to sexually assault Saber. He's gone down. (laughs) At least that's a human motivation that makes any sense. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. It's just such a, like, what are you even talking about, man? This isn't a Saturday morning cartoon. Like, this is what I like. Tsukihime villains, to to use the obvious comparison, want to kill and eat because they're uh, monsters who love to kill and eat. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Mm -hmm. This is just so boring. It really is just like an edgy uh, Marvel comic like plot line. Yep. Where like, yeah. uh, Boring. Boo! So, I'm really low on Unlimited Blade Works right about now. Like, Shinji's still alive. Fine, whatever. Um, oh, Shinji talks a little bit about wanting to rape Saber. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and Gil's like, yeah, me too. Yep. Uh-huh. So, that part hasn't even gone away. Yeah, this is no longer Gil's focus. It's not his main op- uh, like goal. Um, yeah. So, what do you think? What do you think? Reading this scene, I'm complaining a lot. I think that this scene is fine. Yeah. Um, I don't. It is a boring motivation. Yeah. And it. Yeah, coming back to it, it's like, oh, this definitely feels like a way to increase the stakes. This is also like why I don't like it. Is because yeah, Gil's gonna get the gauntlet and he's gonna snap and half of people are gonna be dead and Uh uh-huh and it's just like i don't i i'm fine with the stakes of can you tell i hate marvel movies i'm fine with the stakes of the um whatchamacallit of uh of like the fate route yeah kojimini was like i want to blow up the town and probably like maybe some of the countryside i don't know yeah well let's just see what goes down yeah great i love (laughs) kojimini And Um, Gil is just so... He's like a Reddit thread. He's like an eco-fascist here. uh Uh-huh. Um... (gasps) Yeah. Again, I think you're giving Gil too much credit. I know. I'm not... That's not supposed to be a good thing. No. But, like, he does not have an ideology. No. And... But the the ideologies like that are, I want to kill a bunch of poor and brown people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, Gil should not be white, but he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he just wants to kill a bunch of people because yeah. he's an asshole. Yeah. You know, it's not even that. It's like the reason he gives that's bothering me. Because, like, it, being an asshole, indiscriminate murderer would be inter- more interesting to me than this. This is, yes. The reason that, um, like, Kotamine being a hedonist freak is yes. way more interesting to me than uh-huh. this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. The, God, the, the, uh, um because kuzuki fight sucks so much that like we got there and i was like oh my god right this is awful i'm (laughs) when i said it was a roller coaster at the beginning i mean that like 
the we we climbed to the top probably sometime last episode and then we just went down i i we think coasted a little bit i'm here. fun i like uh i like rin bickering with archer i like archer trying to kill shiro that part's good i like um, um the increasing unnervingness of rin being like hey uh so i'm losing control of archer yeah uh-huh um i like the lunchtime scene uh-huh. that's fun yeah. um uh i like rin teasing uh shiro for liking sakura uh-huh that's also fun i'm not huge into the um trapped in the alleyway breasts scene no but yeah no um i do like yeah and i yeah um i like that shiro's like damn i don't one previously he's been like i don't know what a super i don't know what a superhero is or how you get there uh and then this time he's like i damn i've kind of gone back on my promise to to kritsugu yeah and like screwed the pooch on that one uh and then day nine is really the like a little oh well you know what i mean nothing yeah it's, it's also i think part of this is the unlimited blade works anime threw me for a loop because it portrays caster as an independent threat mm-hmm. but now it's she's like hanging off of a guy who's doing the hard stuff for her <laughs> she's the support they describe her as the support yes. for the dps which is him yeah you know what i mean and it's just like i don't even know if he ex- exists beyond a cameo in the unlimited blade works an- anime yeah this is fascinating i don't know i don't remember him at all i'm still not sure how we're covering that yeah we'll figure it out but yeah like caster yeah i don't know i was i was wary of this as soon as i uh, i heard the bit about caster getting married to someone on the mm-hmm. t- on the t- thing and she calls him kazuki sama or sochiro sama mm. and uh all this stuff and i'm like ah, just let her kill people on her own she doesn't need a strong man mm-hmm next time we're doing what are we doing next days we're getting into a minefield of long days Uh, 10 11 12 13 i think that's a lot of days which day 10 is relatively short and then 11 12 13 are all pretty long which is not ideal but we're gonna have to do another short yuri t time and just blaze through yeah um and then i was so excited when we got through days one through five you know what I mean? I was uh-huh. like, yeah, we can do this. We can do this. And then just like the the fact that these these roots have an extra day is throwing my my expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh we could do we could do 13 14 15 16, but um oh, yeah. That's a lot. We'll we'll uh yeah. We'll do 10 through 13 next time. 10 through 13. We're doing the epilogue as a separate episode, right? yes uh we're part of the abnormal mapping network yes we are where you can find great shows like all talk about fate now (laughs) yeah uh well yeah i'm just kidding kidding. like the great gundam project or which is really good i'm enjoying Uh it Uh i'm listened to the zeta uh finale yet yeah i'm four years behind or something which I listen, think we're listening. We're watching at double speed. We're gonna catch up in two years I or so. Think that I, I think that I catch up, or that we catch up before 
Uh, and we might skip some shows, which We're would definitely skip would some shows. definitely speed this up. We don't but need I to watch G Gundam. Think we catch up before uh, they catch up. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, which is fun. There's another one coming out. There's the Witch from Mercury. Too. Yeah, we'll stall them a little. That I'm excited for. Uh-huh. Girl, <laughs> there's women in it. Uh, hopefully they don't mess that up too bad. Um, Let's see. <laughs> You can find the backlog of the, of, um, what is it called? Novel Not New. Mm-hmm. Um, they're moving to, uh, Patreon. Oh, the scan line. Oh, cool. Good for them. As it turns out, playing visual novels and talking about them is a lot of work. Yeah. I wouldn't know anything about that. They're covering Tsukihime as their first Patreon-only episode. So... If you uh, listened to our Skihime episodes and were like, I can't, I can't wait to get more people talking about Skihime, uh, go listen to that. I'm very, I, I wonder if anyone will love Tsukihime like I love Tsukihime. I kind of doubt it. Well, we'll see. I suppose. You can also, Abnormal Mapping, great podcast. Love ta- chatting about video games. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like you're on it. Though. It's a fun, on it. no, we're not on it. But it's a fun game club. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Fen, where can people find you on the internet? Fennec.moe. Mm-hmm. Or Fennec underscore Fox on Twitter. Yep, yep, yep. Where can people find you, Ben? You can find me on Twitter at BenEnds. You can find me occasionally tweeting about the visual novel that I'm making very slowly over at Doomgender, which is slightly non-safe for work, but not, not that bad these days. Don't scroll back my likes too far, though. <laughs> Unless you're into that. <laughs> um, you, can, you can find us at moonarchive.art. You can find the schedule of what we've covered so far and what we're going to cover in the future at moonarchive.art slash schedule. Mm-hmm. You can find a list of all the stuff that we've covered that is not type moon uh, at moonarchive.art slash yuri. Uh, what else do we say at the end? Oh! Email us! Email us questions. Um, yeah, email us questions at cryingrollsactually at gmail.com. You ask it like a question every single time. You need to write it down. Uh, or DM us on Twitter at cryingrolls. We don't check that as much. I prefer email. Yeah, yeah. But it happens. It's easier to organize email, email questions than it is Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, we'll probably save any questions we get for unlimited blade works till the last uh the end of the route if we get any questions yeah but please send them in as you think of them yeah yeah totally we love questions it's very fun answering questions yeah love to answer questions fen if someone wanted to leave us a five-star review on a podcast platform of their choice, presume like Apple, for example, or something like that, this is very funny because I really don't expect anyone to listen to us beyond the like 20 people who do currently. Uh, yeah. But this is still a fun bit, so I keep doing it. What kind of review should someone leave for this episode? Shoutouts to Jared from Zeta Gundam. <laughs> Please, if you don't have an iTunes account, uh, please create one with the username uh, xxjaredlikerxx. Uh-huh. Uh This is the podcast that Jared listens to when he gets hyped up about killing Camille. Yeah. 
Man, this makes no sense. We're not even a Gundam podcast. How about that? Just five-star review. Not even a Gundam podcast. <laughs> let's get out of here. One day, let's meet in the digital sea. Real roller coaster. But Unlimited Blade Roller Coaster. We got there. Unlimited roller coaster works. Um And I'm still fucked up about the time in Blue Archive that uh the story turned to being about a uh, terrorist infiltrating a school in an attempt to start a inter academy war and the way that 
you were supposed to ferret out which one was the spy was that she had started quoting biblical apocrypha equivalents. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> Fantastic. <sighs> okay, okay. 